0: We discussed our way through the bottom 20 Street Fighter V Season 5 characters last week and are tackling the top 20 in our composite Event Hubs tier list on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast.
1: Alright,
2: welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero.
0: I just played Street Fighter V online, so I'm in a terrible mood.
2: Oh, great time to record the podcast. In,
3: so. Yeah, real
0: good energy for everybody. How the hell are you, Steven?
3: I played a lot of Street Fighter V this past week, and I'm in a terrible mood. No. <laughs> Jeez. We're talking
0: so much, Zach, about the game we talk the most about. It's a love-hate relationship, and everybody that's played for more than 20 minutes knows exactly what we're talking about. Nick, how are you? I played no Street Fighter V this last week, and I feel amazing.
2: you know what I played Street Fighter 5 yesterday for like three or four hours and it was one of the most like cathartic and relaxing experiences that I like I've had in the last couple weeks like I was literally telling my wife how like Relieved from stress, I was, and how much better I felt. So whatever, I'm I'm the Street Fighter Five defender here, and, and I'm the only one. Well, That's okay. well, to
0: <laughs> to defend ourselves, Stephen and I are both playing on PS4, Ooh. which may be a big a big uh, specific what is it difference from uh, from pc and as far as your experience goes yeah we we have an upcoming story about that and probably a podcast about that but uh we'll save that for
2: another time and we're going to get right into the tiers and people have definitely asked us before like hey what's your criteria what are you guys looking at uh, look at our, our past podcast for that for those details we're not going to cover it again because we already did uh, but we're going to get right into it here with number 20 and that is Nikoli. He is known as one of the bottomest technical characters here. We give John crap for using him a bunch because his hair goes crazy
0: and slows down their wonderful PS4s that they play on. (laughs) John, what do you think of this character? Nicali interesting. First and foremost, he is one of the most uh, well-designed characters in terms of what I think they were initially going for for Street Fighter V and that his V system works amazingly well Um, in in tandem with its different components. The V skill, the V triggers, uh, and and the V reversals. It's a good balance of um, uh, how you would want to play this game. Um, That said, he is a fairly easy character to play. He's got plenty of really good tools in and of themselves, Um, but it's been hard to articulate exactly why this character hasn't been amazing because when you look at him on paper and you say oh he's got a dp he's got a three frame he's got a command grab uh he he rushes you down when he pops v trigger at least in the past people have regarded him as the best character in the game you don't hear that as much now but it's still a a significant bump up in his abilities and his v trigger never runs out once he activates it so just those things right there, you go. Wow, this must be a strong character. But at the end of the day, what it seems to be to me is that his his strong tools don't necessarily work well with each other. So they're kind of all just islands by themselves for the most part. That's not a hundred percent exactly the way it is. But compared to other characters in the cast, like you know, we'll talk about Yuri in later today, I think he's uh, something of the opposite, where he has very strong tools and. Being afraid of one makes another one that much more powerful. Nikali kind of has to go for it or not, which again is another very Street Fighter V sort of thing. They don't want option selects. They want to make you commit to what you're doing. But the thing is... It either works or it doesn't, which kind of puts him right in the middle, which is a great spot for him. Hey, he's here at what, what is it, number 20 number overall 20. on our list. That makes perfect sense to me because at the end of the day, he's either doing the thing or he's, or he's not doing the thing, and it's either working or it's not. It feels – I don't want to say like a pure 50-50 sort of character, but – uh, many matches have ended, and they could have just as easily been wins or losses if the character or if the opponent chose to do the other thing this time. And that seems to be about as deep as the character gets most of the time.
3: Yeah, I think that um, Nakali to me is very much a, a one-trick pony. Obviously, he has several tools at his disposal, but he's very good at one thing, and that's rushing down. And if he can't do that, it's kind of like he can't really do too much else you know i mean he he has ground pound for you know zoning and stuff but it's kind of like it's it's a decent tool but it just it's he really wants to rush you down and if he can't do that it's like he kind of falls apart um and i think that he just ends up being inconsistent at the highest levels um i think he's good at entry level and he can do a lot he can get you to a certain point but i feel like at that point it's like it's really hard to make adjustments with him because again he's he's only really focused on doing one thing and you, there's not much room to kind of explore beyond that. And you see in tournament results, like he's being used still and, and he's looking like more of a secondary or tertiary character right now. But um, it's not that he's bad. It's just, it's hard to kind of get around these big walls that he hits at the highest levels.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Nikali's has really been overrated in recent times because the wins have not been there. Uh, they haven't been there really, I mean, since season one. I mean, he's gotten it still in season two and three, but in season four and five, we've seen him really fall off in tournament results. Uh, so, yeah, even though he's he's gotten wins, like you'll see uh, Machabo go in there and win a tournament. But then the next tournament, he's in maybe the top 64 or something like that. Uh, I would I – would Take what Dream King said about him being inconsistent, and I would add the word massively in front of it. He is probably the most inconsistent tournament viable character there is. Um, I don't think his rating here is bad. I think that a top 20 rating is actually perfect for him right at the 20 spot. Um, but some people have him in the top 10 and a few other spots around there. I just don't see it. I think this guy is, I mean, it's what he is he's a wild character with wild hair like that's you know having wild hair is going to get you inconsistent
0: results i guess i don't i don't know but uh, but yeah well <laughs> And, and, like, I want to put this as specific as I can because I know that many people, rightfully so, see him as a, as you know, like you said, a top 10 sort of character. And, and you know, I actually, when we went into this, part of me was thinking, yeah, I'll probably put him around the top 10, top 15 maybe. For him to actually land here in the top 20 was a little bit surprising to me, but it makes sense now that we've gone through in this much detail. But, you know, he's got great pressure, like Steven said, when he's up close to you, but even when he's there he does you know his, his standard block string and if he's not going for a command grab he's got a couple of hits pushes you away now where other characters might have something else after that to still make you afraid nakali essentially has to decide well do i take that space again which is very important to him because his reach is fairly limited mm-hmm. and that's a huge thing do i take that space again i.e. I- walk forward after that pressure or not and if he doesn't then he's back in the neutral and has to kind of earn his way in again if he does maybe it works and he gets to continue his pressure but if he gets interrupted there's that 50 50 sort of a scenario where either the opponent stopped him or they didn't and outside of of those situations he's got a lot of work to do again with getting in close and trying to play footsies where he's a little stubbier than usual so where he thrives he does okay but it's not good enough to 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 spike him up the tier list compared to a lot of the other characters. But I I am sort of interested if if Nick has anything to say specifically on the character too.
4: Um, Yeah, when it comes to Nicali, I don't think he's bad at really anything. He is a jack of all trades. He has a bunch of stuff. But Capcom did what they said they were going to do to the haters, and he got left behind. Because (laughs) ever since the start, he hasn't really gotten much. And everyone else, they keep giving characters command grabs. They keep doing all this kind of stuff with all the other characters, which makes it so Nikali's role as a jack-of-all-trades, it's not that valuable when you have someone who's like almost a master at all trades, right? What's the point of a jack-of-all-trades at that point? And that's kind of where I feel Nikali falls down. I don't think he's bad. He's definitely a tournament viable character. But if you're a competitive player there's not much reason to stick with him when he's not amazing at anything and you can easily pick other characters that we're going to get to later that do his stuff and do it a bit better for most part, you know. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel mm-hmm. about him.
0: I I have to just say I my, my tip of the cap to Machabo because his ability to crack top 8 at Capcom Cup into he's he cracked a lot of top 8s with Nikali last year and, and and including Evo, right? If I if I remember correctly. And yeah, and even if not, he's he he proved himself through and through with this character. While almost no one else did, you can argue Phenom, but Phenom has been exploring other characters, and I've had conversations with him about this character, and a lot of the same sentiments are echoed there. Uh, but Machivo's ability to read his opponents on the fly and play correctly—I mean, that's gonna that's gonna factor into any character that you're playing and be a huge advantage. Uh, but- I have to jump in here, Nick.
2: Tell the tell the fans who are not familiar
0: with Machabo
2: how he does that, how he has amazing reads, and how he's such a, a great player.
4: Oh, let me get my notepad. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, uh, I don't think this is gonna help you, Raptor, because the thing about Machabo is that he's an absolute legend in fighting games, just not in Street Fighter. He is a Guilty Gear aficionado and one of the most dominant players throughout the history of that game. Everyone who played Guilty Gear in Japan knows his name. He's an an absolutely amazing player. And one thing about Guilty Gear is it's very, very, very rare to switch characters. You very often stick with your character, even through multiple iterations of the game. You have a guy like Ogawa. He refuses to play anyone but Sato. And if Sato is a bad character, Ogawa is a sad man. If Sato (laughs) is a good character, he's a happy man. And that's how his psyche works. And that's kind of where you go to with Guilty Gear players because they're very loyal, not necessarily... I mean, I'm sure they all love the characters as well, but also because there are so many different options you explore. So going in with that mindset and looking at Nikali and he's just like, I mean, because we all agree this character can win any matchup, for sure. Like, not that he's at at advantage in every matchup, but there's no matchup that's impossible for him. And so Machabo will just... With that mindset, he would just look at that and he would be like, okay, well, this is how I need to play this matchup. And if he loses a matchup, he'll probably go home and train it for two big straight without any sleep. And then be like, okay, well, now I think I can handle it.
0: Well, not going to do that, so uh, <laughs> win Street Fighter 6.
2: Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to number 19 here, we have Abigail. And Abigail ends up really high on some tier list, but that tends to be mostly in Japan, where people have to deal with Itazan and Storm Kubo on the regular. Uh, over there, they have him up among the best characters in the entire game. Like in Tokito's list, he had him in the top five. Uh, and I just don't think he's that good. I think we saw what Abigail looks like when he's one of the best characters in the entire game back in Season 3. And I don't think he's as strong as he was back then. Um, it's I, I do feel like the top 20 placement we have him at here at 19 is right for the character. He hasn't been dropped by most players. He's generally seen as a viable main right now. But he hasn't netted a lot of uh, a lot in the way of results here in season five. But since he did get better and everyone knows uh, how much this character should be feared, I think his placement is overall pretty good. But I want to go around the horn here and and just see, like, what do you guys think of his placement here? Obviously, we all kind of voted in a similar way to get him at 19. But but what do you guys think? Like, is this a good spot for him?
3: Yeah, I think that uh he's he's in a pretty good spot right now. Um in terms of the different iterations we've seen of him over you know across different seasons, I think he's he's at a pretty happy medium now. He's he's not insane and he's not, you know, terrible. He's 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 pretty good right now, I think. Um you know, we've seen some seasons where he was nerfed pretty heavily and, and you know, it wasn't he dropped pretty far obviously because after season 3, you know, if you get nerfed it, it was it It had to happen, right? Because Season 3 Abigail was a nightmare for people. Not for me, because I played him, but, you know, nightmare for other people. But um, I think that he's in a good spot right now. Uh, He had some crazy stuff, uh, you know, before the patch where he had, like, um, these uh, juggles that he could use. He could do with um, EX Run that carried you all the way to the corner and stuff. And they got rid of that because it was kind of insane um, but it, it, it,
2: they didn't get rid of it. They they did nerf it though. You yeah. fall out a little faster.
3: But yes, right, right. It was. I mean, he was carrying
0: you all the way to the corner. It was. Mm-hmm. It was really nutty. How was that okay? By the way, like with all we knew about Abigail to start with, and how he operates, how was one ex bar carries you to the corner an okay thing?
3: I think just because of how patient you don't have yeah, to no, answer I, for I, Capcom. I you don't have to just, answer. <laughs> I didn't have an answer uh, but I'm i I'm an apologist for Abigail because I love the character, but. Um, yeah, I, I think he's in a good spot right now. Uh, you're still seeing him, you know, being played in tournament stuff, like Problem X is still using him. We saw uh, Mana using him as a sub, uh, you know, uh, not that long ago. Uh, he's still getting play. He's still viable. Um, he just takes some work to use, and that's fine. Like, that's that's what you need for a, from a character like that, right, that can end you that quickly. It's like... That's about where you want him to be. Uh, I do notice that he has to be played very patiently right now, and that's what you kind of want out of a grappler, right? Like, he needs to pick his spots and and play some footsies for a while, and once he gets it, if you can capitalize, cool. If not, that's the life of a grappler.
4: Yeah, I had him a little bit lower than you guys, but I'm fine with him being around 19. Like, I think that sounds okay for him. Um, I I think the reason I bumped him down a bit is because... They kind of nerfed his offense a bit. I know he has a hard time confirming off of lights now, unless mm-hmm. they reverted that. Because that's still a he issue. can re-
2: he can confirm off of some lights, but he can't do some of the old uh,
4: stuff that he did before. Yeah. Um. So he
2: still has it, but the really good stuff has been turned yeah down. So, down.
4: so I feel like his offense has been bumped down a bit, which I'm not going to say whether that's like good or bad, but for the character, that's obviously a detriment, and I feel like staying in with Abigail is now more difficult. And that's why I kind of have him a bit lower because I don't think that staying in once you get in is as difficult with someone like Sangi, for example. Sure.
0: Yeah, I am not super uh, confident in my authority behind where I'm placing Abigail here. I've seen him in the top 10s. I think like Tokido has him way the hell up there. I've seen him a lot lower on other tier lists and... I've played him a little bit, like against him a little bit in this current season. What I've garnered so far, though, is that he's actually a very well-designed character for what he is, a brawler grappler type that has a ton of damage output, but really has to earn his way there. It's its difficult not to make those characters ridiculous or or worthless, and Abigail is neither of those two by far. I think he... he thrives in most matchups i can't say all he probably has some really hard ones but i do know that Nikali has traditionally been a very difficult matchup for abigail and as a Nikali player when i face off with abigail's it's certainly in my favor i certainly get to sort of set the tone and then the dance and then they have to sort of play to it for the most part but they have a fighting chance like very very clearly they can get in and they have to make the right kind of reads and again that's what Street Fighter V developers wanted a major part of this game to be, and it's there with this character. So it's another instance of you kind of get what you put in to the character if you're able to really pay attention to your opponents know when to jump know when to use your really long reach to just poke and 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 get those extra hits in and then of course once you're in you can do the more dial in and not to say that they're easy to perform because i know he's got some relatively hard combos to do but then you can do the traditional abigail eat your life bar for lunch offense and ultimately with a character that is hard to design to be not on one polar end of the uh the kind of the spectrum or the other Abigail does seem to fall somewhere in the middle, and that in and of itself is a success. All that said, there, you know, he, he really has to earn his wins, and there are other characters that don't have to do that much work. And so as far as a tier list goes, I can't see him being all that too high up there. Uh, not without being super broken like we've seen him in the past. And that surely isn't the case as far as I can tell right now. So I'm happy with him here. If you were to come forward with a, with a very clear argument and some clear evidence as to say, you know, when he's when he's much worse or he's much better, I'd absolutely hear you out. But this feels about with my experience thus far in season five and all the things i just said this feels pretty appropriate for him
3: uh can somebody clip the part where john said that abigail's a well-designed character i, I want to have that for as my ringtone forever he hasn't
0: <laughs> been in the past he hasn't been and dude i'm gonna give credit where it's I due 100 he wasn't very though. well designed before I mean,
3: it's just he's the same character. They, they balanced him well balanced him can well, i, can I design, just clear this right? up
4: can i clear this yeah. up he is well designed yeah. now that you're not playing him, Steven. And that's what's going to continue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Nick. Exactly.
2: Damn it, Nick. It, okay, I've I got to go back to this because, John, now you're going to have to clip another thing where Steven said that Abigail was a nightmare. He spent an entire year telling me how Abigail was fair and totally fine and not a nightmare to play against. And now technical
0: like, yeah. and no, hard. I, and, I agree.
3: Yeah. Season 3, Abigail was ridiculous and I embraced it. I'm like, dude, I was yeah. playing him beforehand and they made him ridiculous. They do that to my characters. Get wrecked, everybody. I mean, what yeah. do you want me to to do but I I admitted that of course he was a nightmare.
2: No, now you yeah. admit that. Even before then, oh man, you are we like, well, but well. Not. The landscape <laughs> has
0: certainly changed since then. Yes. And when I and I've, I've traditionally said that Abigail is a poorly designed character, and by that, what I meant was he really did seem to fall into that trap of either being OP or worthless. Because if he has his unblockables and his ridiculous output, his entire game felt like it hinged on that. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, grappler types tend to gravitate toward that but they were able to after a couple of seasons figure out the balance and 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 redesign enough of his moves in such a way where at least as far as it feels right now that you can play him with enough nuance and the risk and reward is appropriate enough as far as i can see that he's a good addition to the game
3: all i'm hearing is that another one of my characters is really honest and i'm the best so (laughs)
0: <laughs> this is what we have to deal with i'm just letting everyone know
3: but
2: let's go ahead and move on uh at number 18 we have Dawson john what do you think of
0: him oh f- Yoga. this character is what i think now uh here's the thing uh i play with akita or i, I used to play with akita back when uh, you know in the before four times but when we could play locally and such um, and uh, for those of you that don't know him, he's one of the best dollsums around. He's, I mean, there there are plenty of, of really notable dollsums across the globe that we've seen, but this guy is, is really good. And I think his name, uh, what's his name online? I forget uh, if you guys remember off the top it's of your Akita. heads. Maybe you don't. Yeah, he uses yeah, Akita it's just, Is it just, okay? Yeah. Or T G Z Akita? Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rich Nemesis is the other name you might see him by. Anyways, uh, I've, I've experienced enough of a very strong Dawson player to know that this character has a lot more behind him than you would think, uh, than he traditionally seems to have. Dawson's another one of those very different characters that's probably gonna either float <laughs> to the top or the bottom of the list very quickly because he's, in effect, sort of playing a different game than most of the rest of the cast, all of the rest of the cast. In Street Fighter V, he's, you know, poor defense, yada, yada, all that. He's very technical, very difficult to play. The only people that are going to be, um, you know, even even remotely good with him are those that have invested tons of hours into making him, uh, you know, into refining their play with him. But when you do that, he's made it into, you know, top eight at Evo via F Champ. Um, and it, well, those... And, what was it? Tokido put him at like number eleven on his list, and there were a handful of other players like Phenom and I think Luffy that were like, "That's a really good spot for Dalson. He's way better than a lot of people think he is. He's got so many little traps and tools that if you don't know specifically how to fight Dalson, you've pretty much already lost against a player that knows what they're doing. If you know how to fight Dalson, then the game begins. And if you got a character like that, man, that's like, that's already." There's a lot going for him. So, yes, very difficult. So difficult that maybe you could argue that it's taken four years for us to realize his potential. But I think we've realized his potential. And with the kind of buffs that he's gotten, the kind of the, he's got so many different options when it comes to now he's got two V skills and two V triggers and all these different setups, teleporting around, floating around. The character is crazy, very difficult to fight, even with a character like Nikali, who traditionally has done well, just rush him down. Um, it's a lot more nuanced than that. And fighting Dalsum will give you a headache for, for weeks. But so, how do you guys John, feel?
2: what I'm hearing here is that Uh, that tier list from Japan, and we won't put the player on blast who put it out there, who had him as the worst
0: character in the game may not have held up too well. That's what I'm hearing here. I'm just, (laughs) there's no way Dawson is the worst character in the game. And, and again, I, I mean, I don't remember who it was that put that off off the top of my head. doesn't really matter. It would be easy to see this character in a snapshot view and go, oh yeah, easily worst character in the game. Uh, it's taken us four years to realize he's as good as he is, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, there Oh, good,
2: good.
4: Yeah, I, I want to jump in here because you covered a lot of Dalsim but you didn't cover the most important aspect of Dalsim which is why I was saving it. For he you. ends up here, uh, <laughs> and that important aspect is you talk about Dalsim's results; they're there. You talk about Dalsim's players; they're there. We all have seen good Dalsims in every region of the world. They keep showing up to tournaments. They keep doing well, and then what happens? They get to top sixteen, maybe top eight, run into Rashid, die, every time. And Rashid has not become bad. As long as Rashid is a tournament viable character, Dalsim has no future.
0: Is it because he can just stick to him?
4: I'm not a Dawson player. I couldn't tell you why, but I can tell you that Moki free owed Commander Jesse for the last chance qualifier at Capcom Cup, and Commander Jesse was beating everyone.
3: I just yeah. to jump in really quick, I think that the Rashid thing here is that um, Dalson is super slippery and you can get to a lot of different spots on screen when he needs to and it makes it hard to pin him down but Rashid also controls every spot on screen and he can be anywhere whenever he wants to be and that's a problem for Dalson because now you take that big advantage that Dalson does have or that advantage I should say uh, and one of the things that, that Dalson players do really well and then you have Rashid just going whatever I'm gonna be all over the screen anyway I'm gonna control the air I'll control the ground I'll be off the wall like it's hard to pin him down so I think that's where that you know, where that struggle for Dhalsim uh, comes from.
4: Yeah, and I think Dhalsim probably has a few other matchups like this. Again, I'm not a Dhalsim player. I'm not intricately familiar with how his matchups go. But I do know that I've seen very good Dhalsim players dominate. But they always get eliminated by Rasheed. I'm not even kidding. It's so common. Yeah. Any yeah. good Rashid player uh, goes up against a Dalsim I can't even remember a Dhalsim winning. Like if they're of relatively similar skill, of course.
2: Yeah, it's shocker. Rashid has a lot of privilege going for him. I remember JB posting a clip. And, and shout out to JB. He's always so candid about Rashid and honest about how good his character is. But he was like, people tell me that Rashid has all this privilege. And he went back and went in slow motion about the six different properties of like the five moves that Rashid did that have like, you know, projectile invincibility or perfectly go over a fireball or perfectly do this. And it actually happened to be against a Dawson player. <laughs> 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 That's, But I mean, he... Uh, it's it's really a damn shame and i mean it's that's dalsam for you though he has these polarizing matchups where he is just dominant and then he has these other ones where it's like oh man well that was a nice run you had but you faced rasheed so oh well charlie brown right (laughs) yes (laughs) definitely
0: Just the 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 football just teleports away uh nick where would you put dalsam on the tier list this is just snapshot hot take don't think too much about it if Rashid wasn't in the game, oh, top ten. Interesting, right? Yeah. And do you guys disagree with that? No, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard, yeah. right? It's hard to put Dolsman in a top yeah, ten. The but thing if...
3: about the character is, like, like you were saying, John. Like he, it, I think it just took four years for people to, you know, fully realize how good this character is. And not only that, but for the players that are diehards to really like bring out the potential of this character. Like he's he's like the slowest burn in Street Fighter Five, no pun intended, right? Like. He's just like, now you have this character that, you know, got some good improvements and everything. And now he's like, I always feel like with Dalson, when you fight like a high level Dalson, he's just never out of it, right? Like, even if you have him pinned in the corner and stuff, like he can do something slippery and get away and then pressure you. And like, there's always some kind of a trick there. And these Dalson players know it, right? And it, it, it's just, it's really incredible to see. And I think he's, he's actually a pretty darn strong character. Just again, he's kind of few and far between, I think.
2: Yeah, I would go against the grain there, and I would not move him up in the top ten. I'd probably move him up a handful of spots here, putting him more around like the twelve or thirteen range. Uh, I do think that would be a gigantic improvement, but he's still got to play against other characters like that really give him fits. Yeah, um, I imagine the G matchup is terrible for him. Bison, uh, I don't even know what the hell he does against Karen when Karen gets in on him. Like she's so mobile. Like anyone who could really chase him down and and not give him the space to operate, I think is going to give him trouble. So I mean, and that's what Dalsam is he's very polarizing where you, you see him in a handful of the matchups and you think man this has got to be one of the best characters in the game and then you see him in a handful of others and you're like oh wow he really falls apart when he hits this kind of wall
4: yeah like I said earlier I definitely do think he has other bad matchups besides Rashid but I think they are much more manageable I don't think mm-hmm. like I'm not going to say they're putting numbers on matchups for a character I don't play but if we're like looking at traditional matchups, people would say, "Oh, this is eight two, this is seven three, this is six four, blah blah blah." Like based on just watching a lot of DalSim matches, I don't think any matchup for DalSim is in the same bracket as Rashid. I don't think. Any now, Nick, of his bad once are told
2: me, you once told me there are no seven three matchups in Street Fighter Five. Do you still agree with that with Rashid and DalSim?
4: Probably not. Yeah. No, I probably, I probably can't stand by that statement. Like, okay. Dalsim players, <laughs> players can please, like, give us feedback on this. Tell me I'm an idiot or tell me I'm Jesus. I don't know. Whichever. But, <laughs> like, because I don't know. I don't play Dalsim. I'm just going off of all the footage I keep watching. And that just looks... It, these aren't scrubby Dalsim players. These are amazing Dalsim players. Right. And, and they, even, they can't it... do anything.
3: Yeah, on paper it even makes sense too, right? Like, even if you're taking that out of the equation, on paper it makes sense why Dawson would struggle uh, struggle so much against Rashid anyway, you know? So it, I, I don't think that that point is is way off or anything like that. Maybe we're wrong, but it, it definitely seems to be the case. Yeah, I,
4: I totally welcome Dawson players to call us out if you think we're wrong. Please do, and I would love to get educated.
0: And also, I gotta say, tip of the hat to Capcom for making an interesting version of this character that we've seen many times... But I think that they did a pretty good job here in Street Fighter V of the sort of reinventing him, especially the way he plays. Like he's got he's, he can do both rush down really well and uh, keep away. He's got a, a unique Street Fighter V identity to him, and it's not just the beard. And he's pretty damn good. So I, I think he's a good addition to the game. I'm as frustrating as he has been to me over my Street Fighter V career. I think ultimately, good job. All right, at number 17 we've got Manot. And Minot
2: has gotten very few tweaks since season three concluded, where she was one of the most oppressive characters in the game. She was a damn beast with her two bar V trigger one, which in hindsight was probably not a good design choice to give her, uh, as it gave her her a ton of chances to win matches she otherwise should not have been able to. Like, I mean, it was like, oh, hey, you know, Minot's got a great, you know, uh, uh, two bar V trigger and I've got to deal with the pressure. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I beat her up more. She's got it again. And I've got to deal with it. It's, you know, in hindsight, it was just mind-blowing how strong that was. Uh, So, but besides her V-Trigger 1 nerf, they also made her slightly more whiff punishable on her normals. But that means almost nothing considering her sphere does not have a hurt box on it. So I've I played the character and I'm like, yeah, that that's a nerf that she got on paper and there's really I don't know I, I think I've been with punished like three times in my history of playing Monat. So when you that's brought that change up
3: it. I said, Did they now? <laughs>
1: in my head.
3: Yeah. I'm like, Really? They did?
1: Are you sure about that? Well, would
0: that maybe be maybe be like intended to uh, help people that are trying to jump over her normals oh, yeah. as though they're fireballs? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's it, but still some of those, say for like the heavies, would still be something that's probably going to recover in time for her to at least block. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ultimately it is it is a nerf, but it probably doesn't resonate as much as it would for other characters for the reasons you said. Yeah,
2: I played uh right after the patch happened and, and she got nerfed and stuff. And he was playing Armika and I kicked the crap out of him. And I, I remember him going, did this character get nerfed at all? Like, what <laughs> happened here? You know, kind of thing. So, um, but yeah... Uh, Manat is still somewhat popular with pro players, although um, with most everyone getting better around her, I think she's dropped off a little from uh, from every season she's been in since the third, uh, and, and that's kind of like the history of Minot. Like she's Her top 20 spot is a good one for her, I feel like, right now, because she's still capable of winning tournaments, and I don't think it would be like a surprise to see Socko or Infiltration win one or, one or two events with her. But you've also seen a number of players drop her because uh, she was so uh, oppressively strong in season three and she's not that way now. People are like, well, that's not the easy ride I kind of wanted. So even though she's highly technical, in some ways she was still an easy ride because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to do some fairly oppressive stuff with V-Trigger 1 when it's two bars. Like you can do some really good stuff like off the bat with it. But I'm really curious. I want to go around the horn here again. Uh, What do you guys think of her like right now in the spot at number 17?
3: Yeah, uh, I think she's solid. I think that's a good placement for her. Um, She's not too crazy. She's not too bad. Uh, I think that's pretty much where she's at. Um, Again, she has the ability to win, but she just takes a ton of effort and stuff to play. Uh, And that is about as much of a compliment as I will give to Catalyst here. Uh, That's as much as I'm going to say. Yeah, I think she's in a good spot, honestly. Um, you know, She can be difficult to fight against and everything, but um, with what what tools that she does have, I think that they, they work pretty well and everything. So I probably wouldn't change much.
0: Nick, you and I placed her. Uh, well, you had her at twenty second, I had her at twenty third. These other guys had her at sixteen, so we had her significantly lower than they did. I don't know about you, but for me, she was a character that I didn't have too much to say about, and it was really more of well, this this character I, I feel needs to be here, and so she got moved around quite a bit and sort of ended up there. So maybe a little better. Uh, I don't I don't think any worse than twenty three, and as I look at that part of my stomach goes, "Ah, she should be a little higher probably. Um, But to me, she's, she had what she had. She lost a lot of that. Her core zoning strategy is still very much there. um, And she's just not getting those sort of, I don't want to say free wins, but free wins from her ridiculous V trigger from before. Uh, She can't lean on that like she used to. And as a result, I think also she's one of the like least played characters online and she continues to be a difficult character to play relative to a lot of the others so that's also a recipe for people not going to um or they're not going to be exploring her as much as they maybe would have in the past and that's also part of why maybe she has even more potential than what we're seeing as far as results and play and whatnot but because she's not as alluring we're not going to see as much exploration and so therefore in, in reality where where she's actually landing is a little lower than she could be like she's not realizing her potential for other reasons beyond just her uh her in-game ability but what do you think
4: i mean it's the mid-tier blob <laughs> there are a lot of characters here that are just like almost entirely interchangeable like 15 or 20 of them and that's kind of where Minade is for me i would not be opposed to her being even five spots higher than she is right now but i would also not be opposed to her being five spots lower than she is now in our list cause she's the type of character that can do her game. Well, she has her weaknesses. She has her strengths. I don't really see any matchups that she like, I mean, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, John, but I don't see any matchups that she like completely like unbelievable level of domination, but I also don't see her being completely dominated in any matchup either. It's like, yeah, she has some good ones. She has some bad ones, but
2: the Zangief matchup is really heavily in her favor. Uh, okay. That's one of them where I feel like I don't know if I would say eight two, but at least a seven three. Yeah, okay, so, I can see and, that. And then the bison matchup is pretty heavily against her. Uh, I would say more of a softer seven three there than you know uh, her against Zangief uh, the other mm-hmm. way. But um, it's the bison matchup is pretty rough. Yeah,
4: so. yeah, but like yeah. Not, no, nothing that it's completely game breaking. It seems to yeah, me, and no, even it's, then, it's... yeah, I don't know. I think she's fine. She mm-hmm. she's in a good spot because I think early on. Not right when she released, but for season three, she was too strong. And then they've kind of, they've been pretty careful with Minot specifically and how they balance her. And they seem to have reached a pretty good spot for her.
2: Yeah, I think if you're Capcom, uh, this is what you're comfortable with with the character where she's at power-wise right now. Um, while you want to reward players who heavily invest in a character that's the most technical in the game you don't want to reward them by obliterating other cast members into obsc- obscurity and I think in season three she had a few matchups where it was like okay good luck winning this one you know it, it's I personally would not mind seeing her improved uh, we've also seen what that looks like though so it's not a great look for Street Fighter V to have not uh, uh, be that dominant but um, I also think that unless her usage like falls off a cliff which has not happened so far at least at tournament level I think maybe you just kind of keep her around the spot and give her some quality of life buffs along the way like improving her v trick two further and making her v skill to the soul drill have a little bit less startup stuff like that really simple changes and I don't think you break Monat but you improve her just a bit right and I think that she ends up in a pretty good spot here.
3: Uh, Catalyst, really quickly, can I ask you what did you ever do with V Trigger One? Like, and I don't mean that like as a negative or anything, like a knock on you. I I can't I can't remember you playing V Trigger One ever. So like, I don't remember what it looks like to have you playing V Trigger One because I've been hit with V Trigger Two so many times. Like, what did you even do with that V Trigger? Yeah, you've been hit
2: with V Trigger Two so many times that wiped out your memory yeah, of using V Trigger One yeah, in and the entire. <laughs> you didn't do
3: anything with V Trigger One. I remember block like stopping all of the well, mix-ups. It's...
2: Yeah, V Trigger V Trigger 2 didn't exist in, in season 2 when I played the character exclusively. Right. So That's why I I can't remember
3: right. you. I can't <laughs> envision you playing V Trigger 1 at all anymore. Like I don't know what that yeah. looks like. It's so weird
0: yeah Uh, anyway these masochists over here you have a Manat that doesn't use v trigger one and a g that didn't use v trigger one it's going against
2: well actually um uh, is uh, seeing quite a bit of usage with v trigger two now even with sako and infiltration and others uh the v trigger two actually does have good use considering now it's two bars and you know the v trigger one is three bars it's actually viable and quite good depending on the matchup but v trigger one is the cheap stuff so it depends on what your style of play is but i think i've proven uh, beyond a doubt that v trigger two uh, along with others um other players that it's it's viable and good too it just depends on what you want to do but at number 16 we have laura nick what are you thinking of this character that helped win capcom cup
4: uh um, okay that's that's the narrative i need to go against helped win capcom cup people keep saying this he used item that is. He used poison for the f- reset set of grand finals. Laura for everything else. And even And then she got Yeah, better. and <laughs> even the reset set in grand finals he started off using Laura. So he used poison for two matches maybe, I think. I could be remembering wrong, but he didn't use it for any match except the reset grand finals. It was Laura all the way before that. Uh so saying she helped win Capcom Cup is kind of diminishing it. She well, I, almost I single-handedly won Capcom Cup.
2: Idom went on a 100 win streak, and he posted on Twitter, I keep guessing correctly, and that's how come I did this. So, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> in my defense, it's clearly he was just guessing right. And yeah.
4: <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay. So, Laura won Capcom Cup, and people had her maybe like mid, maybe mid-low at that point. She got almost nothing but buffs, like clean across the board. And... I think like people have just kind of gotten used to being robbed by Laura and that's why they keep underestimating her, but like Yeah, she was pretty bad in season one for sure, but after that she's never been bad She still has all this all this stuff like okay. She doesn't have dash up Oki after a Her SPD. I think it's called sunset wheel but that doesn't really matter because she can do the uh, standing heavy kick and you just have to hold that, and she also has her fireball. That's something that people ignore a lot. Because the mix-up, when that slow-moving fireball isn't moving up close to you, and you have to guess, is she going to hit me or is she going to do a command grab? That's an absolutely terrifying situation that she can just force so many times. Yeah, man, she's a really good character. Not quite good enough for me to put in top 10, because as you said, I don't just get... I don't said it. I just keep guessing right it is a guess and yes you have to you have to guess you have to make reads that's part of fighting games absolutely but Laura makes the kind of guesses where if she's wrong it's gonna hurt a lot so she's very much a character where you need to be in your opponent's head you need to understand your opponent's tendencies you need to know what they're doing Uh, Idom very analytical player clearly he is amazing at that even if he downplays it by saying he just guesses right but yeah i mean the character being able to just go on a 100 game win streak win capcom cup and then getting buffed on top of that <laughs> i mean i almost think i have her too low
0: mm-hmm. yeah now i've got it and you have her at 14 yeah
2: sorry go I, i've got her the highest here at 23rd and i do want to explain that a little bit not be facetious about what i'm saying actually um uh the my big thing here about laura is her usage And there are a handful of very good Laura players who play her exclusively uh, in season five, and they're getting some decent results. But you start looking at the field of characters that surround Laura, and you go, okay, well, wait a second. Where are her, like, high-level great results? And even Idom is playing more Poison these days than Laura. uh, And there's a reason for that. We haven't got into Poison yet on our list. So, you know, take that as you will. Um, But that's one of my main reasons here that I I drop Laura down as much as I have. Is just her results produced at a tournament level aren't great. They're good. They're just not great
0: like the other characters that we have surrounding her. Mm Mm-hmm. I think with Laura, if she were a character that couldn't push any buttons and let you beat on her until she got V-Trigger and then she could push buttons, she'd still be better than like maybe the bottom 15 in the cast because her V-Trigger is so damn good. Now, it can be used just as a straight mix up e robbery, just like go for it and hope for the best. And you see that and you kind of get, you know... Eh, decent results, but when you put that into the hands of someone like Idom, and I've played Idom online, the way it feels when you're playing Idom and the setups that he has, both you, know, you can you can garner this just from watching as well, is that he'll put you in a situation where maybe there are three options. You know, you got a you got a reversal, you got either jump away, block, whatever, and he will take. Two of those options in his setups, where if you pick either of those, you're wrong, and he hits you. And then like the one is like you have to time something really well, like time your DP slightly late, stuff like that. Where there's a lot of these scenarios where you, it, it's that Street Fighter Five, pick an option and go with it but she covers a handful of them and she hits like a truck and then she's back into it when you get that precise and that good with a character like this and then you also give him that first part of the round where he can beat you there too and he's patient you have a very strong character now yes there are others that that are still going to be matter of fact better because they just have better tools but The the way that she's been seen as relatively lower or like, you know, lower mid, I just don't buy it. I haven't bought it for a long time because her her basic basic V-trigger alone takes her far. You put in smarts with that and you get IDOM and we've seen the results there. All right. So speaking of not buying characters who keep being underrated,
2: at number 15, we have Mika. And this is a character not by here at Event Hubs, but outside of our our site team. Keep underrating this character. I don't think 15th is a a bad spot for her. I had her 13th. Um, 240 damage still hurts really, really, really bad. John, can you tell your very quick uh, 240 damage story? Pause intended right there.
0: I don't remember what my damage story oh, is. Oh,
2: you remember in, in your scene, like, people get hit by the Mika thing, and everyone would shout, 240. Oh, yeah. damage,
0: yeah. yeah. Not just damage, it's damage, <laughs> that, yeah. That, that started because <laughs> that started because one year we went to Evo, and a couple of the guys went to this, like, super fancy dinner for whatever reason where everything was a la carte, and it was this Gordon Ramsay-esque type place. And they're like, the mashed potatoes, you had to buy them on the side, and they were like 8 Dollars and the stake was forty dollars, and then we just started rolling with that. And like Mika does a lot of damage. Um, it's it's one, and, and of course we're talking about ex giant swing, right? And uh, yeah, uh, that move, yeah, yeah, is what it's called. Mm. You're such a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she definitely doles it out, and and she does a lot of 50-50s. and she does a lot of gimmicks. Maybe something of a case of an opposite Dalsim where we've had four years to figure her out. And although the gimmicks were easy to start with, now Mika players are finding themselves having to be honest. She's certainly had a handful of nerfs through the years. Uh, And she's another one of those characters that I have her the lowest at 24th. But she's definitely in that blob. And I think she got moved around more than she moved, if that makes sense. Like by where other characters were in my my personal tier list. She's got good stuff that it's not great and if you can minimize her ridiculous like 50/50 50, 50 guesses and you can if you if you play at a certain pace she's just I don't want to say she's not scary but she's not as scary as others something like that and and like I respect Mika I don't like playing Mika she's one of the characters I like playing the least and I think the reason why is because a lot of it comes down to well Mika's going to jump at me and then I kind of sort of have to guess when it comes to a forward jump as to whether or not she's going to splash or actually do the jump. She's going to start doing drop kicks and I have to guess whether or not she's going to let it go all the way or she's going to release early. And those guesses aren't very fun. Like they either went in your way in your favor or they didn't. Oh, and you're it's not funny you hit. I was gonna say you can just I react was to that. Say, yeah, but you're Nakali. <laughs> you can't do anything. You can hold. Well, up. yeah, yep. so. yeah, yeah. And with the with the drop kicks, I often will beat it. You can usually just jab her out of it, but mm-hmm. it's you know, especially if you go online, sometimes those jabs turn into get crushed countered, and that sucks, and takes you to the corner and whatnot. So Mika's Mika's got good tools, but and and she's got good 50-50s, and she's got gimmicks, but like she leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you play her, and uh, and yeah. For the people out there like asking, hey, who says Mika
2: is weak, right? Well, Kawano had her in the second to last tier, just above Ryu, Nash, and Alex. Sako also had her in 27th, and then Kaba had her in 26, and then uh, Luffy, uh, the, in the French FGC, actually put her in the 19th spot. But that's very close to where we have her overall. So again, but that's Luffy and all the people he beats up on saying, "Oh yeah, she's still you know a pretty good character." So, but dropping her into like you know the latter 20s and all that, like, it's just mind blowing to me because this is a character that still produces results, and no one who's picked her up has ever dropped her before ever. I'm sure there's someone, but there, there, there's a, there's basically everyone who has played Mika since season one is still playing the character. She like, it, it's, it's, and it's like, how, how do you keep underwriting this character? We're good here. Like on our, on our team, we realize how good this character is, but like everywhere else, it seems like they, they just, they can't acknowledge the 240 damage, uh, however it's done. <laughs> and, and just like, you know, get their head wrapped around this thing. And, and like everyone, even the commentary people are always surprised when that move kills. They're like, i can't believe that killed it's like yeah it does 240 damage but
3: there it is yeah i think that she can do what she does very well and she can still do that and she's always been able to do that it's just you know like john was saying i think after a few years we've kind of understand better how to keep her from getting you into those bad spots right like if you get cornered and she gets you in the mix and all that it's, it's hard to get out of there and then she has good v triggers that can you know help extend that further right and it's like once she gets there, it's it's pretty rough, and I think that's where you know, like, she can still do that stuff. It's just a bit harder to get there. And and again, it's like, like John was saying, you know, when she just is she gonna jump forward or is she gonna splash? Is she gonna do the drop kick? And then on wake up, she's going to do the ex lariat, right? And it's like you know it's coming. You have to bait it, and then you can punish it, right? And it's like. You already know what she wants to do, but once she gets you into that bad spot, it's like, oh, man, what do I even do here? Like, there's there's counters, right? But it's it's a big guessing game. And, and, and again, she could still do that stuff. It's still very strong. It's just harder for her to get there. And then, of course, what, when we look at other characters that we have higher on the list, it's like, it's hard to rate her higher than some of those characters.
0: Mm-hmm. And and since I spent some time articulating specifics about Nikali and his either it's going to work or it's not, that sort of applies to Mika in a lot of situations. Sort well. of applies. <laughs> what is a sort of? How does
2: it that not applies apply- to Mika as
0: well? Yeah. I'm just, you know, how does
2: it not apply to everything Mika does? Like, I hope this works, and there it goes. I mean, that's her. She's <laughs> she's all in at everything. But yeah.
0: Well, I suppose, and I'd I'd have to like legitimately get the numbers and this, you know, the play by plays to know this for sure. But it feels when I think about it. That Mika might have a little bit more in the way of of consistent pressure or consistent scenarios where she can you know take a few more uh, advantageous guesses against you as opposed to just straight up did you do it or not uh, that might not be the case though and then um, the other thing was. Uh, Laura's V trigger. Mika has a little bit of that too, with her V trigger one set up, and uh, her V trigger two, for that matter. Uh, although I don't think you see it quite as much, but she'll have some scenarios where, you, like, you can't really escape uh, except for like a delayed DP at the right time or something like that, because otherwise you're getting command grabbed versus hit by Nadesco, and um, so so she's got those things a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe a little more, a little less than the other characters I mentioned. Uh, but those that's certainly part of her uh, her basic plan as well
2: so at number 14 we've got seth and they were the hardest characters for me to rate i had them initially as very low when they first came out but the tournament results and usage have shown that seth is definitely a good character at the very worst um, some people have seth as number one in the entire game like in Momochi's latest listing uh, but i have a tough time buying this because if the character was that good we'd see a number of the best pros dropping their mains and going right to Seth. Much like we saw with Yon in Street Fighter 4, it's like if there's a character who's hands down like number one and incredibly good, you're going to see pros flocking to them like crazy. Maybe that's going to happen at some point, but so far the top end pros are sticking with Akuma, Karen, Guile, and Bison. Again, a number of people have stopped and picked up Seth though. I'm not saying that that's not happening. It is definitely happening, but you're not seeing it just in, in, in just a dramatic fashion basically. So... I'm really curious now what you guys think of this character. It's just, they're very interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, It's hard to pin them down.
4: Well, for me, I have Seth ranked the lowest out of the four of us. Uh, my ranking for Seth is largely a vote of uncertainty because I have barely played the game since Seth came out. I've been watching the few events that have been. I've seen some stuff from Seth. I'm not Overly impressed by him, but I can also see why uh, Why there's potential there, but I In general, I just I felt kind of uncomfortable ranking Seth because I don't understand the character To even close the same level. I understand the others in the game. So I was kind of like eh, uh, I don't know I kind of just ended up like the upper level of the mid tier blob and uh, Yeah, uh, I don't know I don't have much to add on the character himself.
3: Yeah, um, like Callis was saying early on, I agreed that this character was pretty bad uh, just from when they first released. It was like, man, they struggled to to kind of get in and do it, do what they want to do, sort of thing. Um, but I can't deny that they're definitely you know rising up, har har, in the tier list, and um, like they're definitely you know they're definitely good. But I, man, I, I'm still not convinced on. Number one, the game, you know, top five, whatever, like, I don't see it, but I do see a lot more of why they're good. Um, They get a lot of really great uh, stuff off of uh, single hit confirms. So like crouching medium kick into the EX spin kick, like, especially with V trigger one, you can extend that quite a bit and get a lot of damage. Uh, And then once they're in the corner, you know, once you have them cornered or you you corner your opponent with Seth, uh, there's a lot that can be done there as well. V-Trigger 1 is really good, I feel like, Um, just based on the extensions and things that they could do. uh, They can, you know, make stuff safe that isn't safe or, you know, uh, teleport behind you when you're trying to do something. Um, There's some really good stuff there. And then we're also now seeing more exploration with V-Trigger 2, which is looking like a totally viable thing. Um, That was one where uh, a V-Trigger where I, I saw that initially and thought in time we're going to see the potential of that come out. Uh you know, of course it's it's kind of like Aegis reflector, right, where at first it's like, "Oh, this is cool," but now you, you know, later on you start seeing the real dirt kind of come out, right? And that's what I expected from Beat Sugar 2. And now we're seeing that kind of stuff. We're seeing, you know, these crazy confirms and full screen tick throws and and all these weird, you know, crazy mix-ups and stuff and, and damaging combos. Um so I can see where this character definitely has juice. I just don't know if they're top 5 or whatever. I'm not I'm not convinced of it yet, but if it happens, I'd be like, all right, I, I got to hold that, right?
0: Well, to break into top five in this game, you have to be damn good. You have to be better than the already established over the last couple of years characters. And that's that's something that, to me, it's hard to do that. Like You've got to have a lot clearly going for you. And it's clear that Seth has some stuff going for her. <laughs> Uh, but at the same time, I haven't seen it come to fruition yet. So I'm a little hesitant. I ranked her higher than anybody else here at number 11. And a lot of that was pressure from seeing these other tier lists of very respectable figures from across the community put her so damn high on their list. I fought against her. Very difficult for Nikali um, because of the, uh, especially because of the, uh, what's it called? The crescent kick from the air, which you can change your trajectory, and it's like there's not a lot of answers I've been able to figure out for that. Plus, good footsies, good damage output, but I don't see anything brokenly ridiculous about the character that's going to put them above, you know, the likes of Akuma or or Urian and things like that. Now, maybe it's there because the the pros are kind of saying they at least see the potential. If it's not already very clear to them, uh, they can see where the character is going to go. And so I'm very intrigued, but until I have that evidence in front of me, it's hard to put them in the top 10. So... Moving on at number 13, we have Cammie. And speaking
2: of overrated, uh, she's not overrated by us because a lot of people have her very clearly in the top 10, if not top 5. Um, we're all not super high on this character,
4: but Nick, what do you think of her overall? Um, I don't remember if it was the last time we did a tier list last year or if it was at some other podcast, but I'm pretty sure I've spoken before about Cammie being a bit too linear to be that effective unless she's extremely good at what she does. And right now she's kind of just good at what she does. She's not like exceptionally good at everything. Uh, And there's also the fact that being linear as she is, she's missing a lot of opportunities to open people up. Cause you know, uh, I, I I always come back to this when Cammy was seen as best in the game or at least top three, people kept saying she has everything which is just painfully false, because this is a character that does not have an overhead, she does not have a command grab, she does not have a projectile. She has about half of the things in the game, but she's amazing at them. That mm-hmm. was what her problem was. Now she's just kind of good at them. I mean, that's a bit of an understatement. She's good at them, but I don't think that's enough, having a character with such a linear approach and just being good at these things. That's good enough to put you in high tier. But you're going to be pretty far away from top tier at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah,
3: think I she's... Think, a, oh, go ahead, John. Uh, I, I think she
2: falls apart more then people realize they, they see what she can do and they see her kind of wreck people in tournament and other stuff and i don't think they're focused enough on her weaknesses and that's again as nick mentioned her very linear playstyle she has four or five six great options you know and but you know those options are coming at some point so if you lab them heavily they're not incredibly hard to counter you know this is not like a g level character where it's like they've got 20 layers of mix-ups that they can throw at you you know it's cammy's really straightforward with how she plays and so i look at the character and go yeah everything she's got is pretty good that that you know functions for her right but it, that's all she has. She she doesn't have any other mix-ups to do. She, when was the last time that you saw Cammy do something you've never seen before? I think it was like four years ago, right? I mean, it's just like okay, yeah, I've I've seen that. You know, thanks. Sure. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, once somebody lands the air grab in the uh, you know on stream, we'll see something we've never seen before. <laughs> but until then, uh, but you know, Cammy is a character that is ridiculous online. And I think the reason for that is because of her speed when you she's she's messing with the reactions part of the game. And when your reactions are kind of um, hesitated, hesitant or hesitated, I almost want to say, because it's like a perpetual uh, state of hesitation when you're playing online. If there's the presence of lag that you've picked up on, she's all the harder to react to. And a lot of her stuff requires that you do at least to position yourself appropriately, if not to outright punish her. And so Cami's can kind of just do it in a lot of online scenarios, and that tends to pay off for them. A lot of frustration, and a lot, you know, as I as I think back on general memories of playing against Kami, she's fast, she she hits hard. Uh, but I, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying about her thus far. That uh, she's kind of like a better Nakali as far as being like linear, but being able to stick to you and being able to initiate a little bit better and a little more efficiently. Um, kind of puts her uh, a few pegs above him. And that's sort of where we have her here. So it makes sense to me.
3: Yeah. Better Nikali was exactly how I was, was going to describe her too. That That's a perfect description. I don't, Great minds. I don't
4: see that at all because Nikali has an and command grab. I think no, they're entirely different in, types of characters. In the
3: way that they play, not necessarily their tools. Like they're streamlined, but she has a bit more options than Nikali does, but that she also suffers the same limitations, right? Where it's like, you know what she's going to do, you know what she wants to do, you shut that down, and then there's not really much room to go anywhere else uh, again she does have a few more tools than he does uh, and you know better footsies and stuff like that but not necessarily a one-to-one with their tools but more we compare them more in, in the way that they're played
0: mm-hmm. john how do you feel about that i better Nikali? I mean, there are some
2: comparisons there that work really well. Uh, the thing about Cammy that's held up more than uh, Nikali is Cammie is actually very consistent at not making top eight. She is really good at making the latter parts of a tournament and then getting pieced out. Um, and Nicali is like, oh, I'm either going to win or I'm not even going to place at all. You know, and uh, there's some similarities to draw on, but I can also see the differences being marked enough, you know, where I, I can see where Nick is coming from.
0: All right, well, then, Stephen, you and I are in the Great Minds camp, and uh, John and Nick are not in the Great Minds camp. (laughs) Speaking of Great Minds, you have to have one to play this character. That's number 12,
2: Abuki. Nick, we have seen uh, a few notable players drop this character, and a few very strong players stick with her. What are you seeing?
4: Yeah, um, so the thing that always came up with Ibuki, at least when I was here. I I don't know if you guys were spreading false propaganda, but when I was here, I would always say that the thing with Ibuki is, yeah, she's amazing, but very few people play her, and that kind of indicates she isn't just a character you pick up and play. So yeah, she's pretty difficult. You need to have a lot of great setups and stuff to make her work, because I think at a high level of play, Ibuki is a lot worse than she is at a top level of play. I think that's a market difference. And that's why we kept seeing Shan and Fujimura just shine with the character. <laughs> oh, I didn't... Fun, not intended. Uh,
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh,
4: so uh, the thing with Ibuki now is that she got a little bit worse. They toned down some of her stuff. And uh, I'm really only seeing Xian stick with her entirely. Because Fujimura, as far as I can tell, we might be proven wrong this upcoming weekend with the... Uh, CPT tournament that uh, has Japan included. As far as I can tell, Fujimura has dropped her entirely. I've seen him play nothing but Chun-Li. Uh,
2: I do think Shine is playing her uh, close to exclusively. I know he's messed around, but, but Sien was also playing Seth quite a bit in the, one of the CPT tournaments where Ibuki was almost um, entirely what he played. Now he is dabbling a little bit with some ults. Oh, you're right. He did
4: use Seth as well. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say about Shine, he actually plays Lucia a ton. Oh, okay. He does so play you know. Ibuki still. And I would say Ibuki probably his main still, but he does play a ton of Lucia as well. And yeah, with Xi'an we're seeing now playing a bunch of Seth. So yeah, even these Ibuki loyalists who've stuck stuck with her through thick and thin uh, are kind of gravitating away from her. That could just be experimentation, though I really don't think so in Fujimura's case. Um... And we'll see, like, by the time of the next Capcom Cup, they'll be all back on Ibuki, who knows. But I do feel like they've systematically erased a lot of the easier things on Ibuki that help her. And even if you know these very difficult things, which the top players do, like shian Fujimura, Shine, they got these difficult things on lock. But when these easier things also disappear, it does diminish her value, because you're using the easier things as well. You know, she had these things like her back throw would give her Oki and uh, uh, her V-Trigger. Yeah, it would be minus on block, but it wasn't punishable. I don't think that matters too much at the top levels because I never see them do it on block anyway. But yeah, so you have these things with Ibuki that just keep getting a little bit worse. And I still have her in my top 10, but I did drop her like a good five spots or something from the last tier list. Because I know I had her in my top five last time. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know.
0: I mean... She's been a matter-of-fact top 10 character for forever. Yeah. Probably a top 5. And to to boop her out of that has been hard. I actually had her a lot higher when I initially did this, but then looking over a lot of the pros tier lists, some had her like almost in the very bottom tier. And uh, Nick, you and I discussed how Fujimura seems to have dropped her completely, and Fujimura was by far... The shining example shin's definitely up there has some great stuff but fujimura when he's on man he's the best player in the world but you know he's not always there uh and it's always been with this character i mean well nash earlier on but for a lot of uh, street fighter V's lifespan and as you look over her notes what happened was it's like two frames here she lost or two frames there handful of those sort of scenarios where it didn't seem to be enough to take her from matter of fact top 10 you know out of that maybe top 15 or so I, I i guess but it didn't seem that there was too much to really move the needle for her but what we're seeing with the pros and the notable figures that actually got me to to drop her significantly farther down than i initially had her i have her at 16th overall and i'm, I'm i know i started expecting to put her in my top 10 so uh, definitely part of that blob still, and and I'm I'm still not comfortable with her at 16, but I think it makes the most logical sense based on those things I was getting at earlier. Um, and without any, uh, you know, without a lot of tournament examples, offline tournament examples, I really can't um, make much of an argument for her to be better. So yeah, yeah, she ends up at 16. I definitely
4: think the biggest strike against her is Fujimura seemingly dropping her, um, and yeah. It's just It becomes this kind of thing where is she even worth the effort anymore? Because she is a difficult character. You need to juggle a lot of different things to be effective with her. I mean, that's really inarguable based on the results throughout the years. Even when she was at her best, you didn't see everyone just automatically winning with her. And, yeah, now it's like, okay, so you know this real... You've put in all this time with this character. You've... Like, gone gone far with them and everything. Isn't it easier to just go to a simpler character who's better? I will say
2: the one X factor that Ibuki has going for, her, and especially with Sien, some of the setups he's doing with her V-Skill 2, the Caltrops. Now, they have nerfed that, and that's a big deal. Um, I initially had the character very high up there. Um, I almost think I had her number one initially. And I, if they would have left the Caltrops in- intact, I don't think she would have been the number one character, but I think there's a case for her being top five then. Because some of the setups that they were doing looked broken, not good but like broken, oh my gosh if I get this you're dead, you know, um, and that that has really been nerfed and I think that the character is falling in a pretty good spot for us but that is kind of the one X factor I will give for the character that the Caltrop setups have not been fully seen by people who don't watch CN and Shine's uh, gameplay. If you do watch their gameplay, you see some of the stuff they're still doing and you go, hmm. So you don't always get to set those up. They used to be way more easy to set up, all that kind of stuff. So it's I, I think her placement here is pretty fair. But I will say that if we see a handful more of those, like our placement of her might change a bit.
0: Yeah, the the big outlying factor in this kind of goes for every character is like what? how do they do once the rubber meets the road and we see majors again. But until then, we kind of got to go off of what you know the other leads are and and this seems to be about where she's at so at number
2: 11 we've got zeku and i think zeku ends up being a little worse than people thought he would be initially because of the nerfs to young zeku um they've they've been a legitimate thing they took a technical character and they made him require even more stance juggling and thoughtful intent and and the buff of making old Zeku's crouching medium kick is extremely good. I want to make sure that that I note that. It's um, uh, counselable, I should say. They, they made it you know special counselable. So that that's a huge buff for him. Uh, and for players who freely went back and forth between his two forms, I think he is in a good bit better of a spot for those players. But... Most of your Zeku players went right to the Young Forum and sat there spamming normals and neutral, uh, fishing for stuff pretty much all day long. And they specifically nerfed that stuff. So I think that the character is still good. Like uh, last year we had him right around this spot. Uh, I don't think he's significantly worse, but I do think that players who played him in a certain way previously are definitely going to feel the brunt uh, of the changes that they made. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and it's it's cool too. I, I think I might have mentioned this, uh, you know, on a previous podcast or something. But one of the things I am seeing is that um, his V trigger too is like actually really viable now. Like before, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty bad. I mean, it was like this this invincible DP that when you activated it, he flew right into the DP and it was really punishable, and there was no like follow up or anything. I think you got two of them per V trigger, right? Um, but now I'm seeing it used a lot as like an anti fireball tool, and you can like interrupt pressure, right? Like fireball pressure with it. And then you also get follow-up attacks after now. You can do like a juggle combo and stuff. And I think there's some stuff tied to the stance uh, switching with it as well. But I'm seeing that V-Trigger a lot more now. So he, he gained this tool where now he can kind of use this for different matchups and stuff in, in both forms. And kind of fight some other matchups differently which is an interesting thing to see like again i was i tried to use v trigger 2 uh when i was playing him back in the day and i was like man this v trigger 2 is is terrible right like you have to go all in when you activate and stuff you have to get it off of a punish or whatever or in a combo but um it looks like it's actually really good now uh and then you're seeing some more stuff with the new v skills as well with like the uh the bomb and the, the what is it like a cat or something or what, what is it the the thing that runs by and it's like uh, you can use it for mix-ups and stuff um, like a ferret, a ferret, or some scrunchy. some kind of
0: animal. What's what does what does Hawaiian
3: shirt man call uh, it? Every time he uses it, he yells yeah, it out. I don't even know. If, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt man's uh, the best, though. <laughs> yes, but um, yeah, it, it's an interesting tool for sure. Uh, and I think that that again, that's uh, it's it's just cool to see that added to his his repertoire. Even you know with the nerfs to um young Zeku kind of thing, it helps supplement a little bit. I think.
0: One of the biggest things that has. Um, restricted zeku for me is the fact that when he's in young form it's not that he doesn't have anti-airs at all but i think he's the character that's easiest to jump in on even more so than abigail he's got a really hard time dealing with people that come in from the air as far as i've experienced like i jump freely on young zekus all day and it really seems to be pretty effective so if that's true about you plus you got nerfs it's hard for me to um to put him too high up there. Now, you know, uh, old Zeku is all about the anti-airs and the zoning and such, and so it's a different game when you're playing him. But a lot of Zeku players hang out in the young form, as you were saying, and just kind of fish. And that way of playing doesn't seem to work anymore. Uh, so it's even worse now Then there's the, uh, the the piece of, like, well, prove to me with the new and updated Zeku that he can still kind of achieve the sort of results we were seeing from people like uh, Infectious and, and um, is it Angry Bird mm-hmm. last year? And so... If, if I see that, then we'll reconvene. but since I can't see that now, uh, I have him outside of the top 10.' Just still in the top 15, but outside of the top 10 because there are characters that I do see the potential in and I do see the results from and Zeku isn't one of them. So still he's got he's clearly proved that he's got good tools. He can go the distance. Um, but I don't think he's quite as good now and it's gonna be more of a well how do uh, can you get done what you were getting done with young Zeku? with uh now with old zeku and that's something that has to be proved so at
2: number 10 we've got colleen and we're going to set it right back here to john um for me and I want to I wanna ask you guys about this before we enter into it. For me, I actually have a separation here right around the top 10 spot where if you got into my top 10, I kind of consider you at a different level than everyone else. And then another separation, me, yeah, no, just top 10, really. Um, but how did you guys feel like overall? Do you feel like the, the 10th spot is kind of sacred or do you feel like it's still kind of a blob?
4: No, I kind of agree on that. Uh, I think around top 10 is where I feel... Pretty comfortable in my picks. Uh, We've already covered one of my top ten actually because I had Ibuki in eighth, but all the others coming up uh, Yeah, they're in my top ten except for one of course because yeah, Ibuki isn't there Uh, So yeah, I do feel like uh, the top ten was the top ten and also then the top five were kind of like thresholds that were a bit different for me
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that as well, but I, I do think that we start getting more condensed as we get closer to the top of the list, um, and, and it gets kind of a little bit more like dicey. Uh, I, I think uh, I think top 10 is a, a clear jump up, but then once you get deeper, it's like uh, these these rankings could kind of change based on little things, right? Like it was kind of hard to place the tops, I felt, but, um, but I do feel that top 10 are a, a step above.
0: For me, Sacred Tier is the top three. And then I think between I guess the seven above that you could say that they're in their own tier because they are separate from from it's a it's a tier there so I'd say top three then maybe four through ten and then below that is another tier so I think that answers your question all right John so what do you think of Colleen I think Colleen has a stupid V trigger that shouldn't be two bars for and I don't understand why this has just slid underneath the radar ha so long for capcom when it's it's clear that like you know maybe she's i want to say maybe she's not the best in other avenues but like colleen low-key has some really good stuff across the board and but then when you put v-trigger 2 into it it's one of those v-triggers that's not quite on par with the traditional robbery but it's like right up there in the armpit man like she can do so much with it and she can use it for so damn long, and then she can potentially get it twice in a round, but she usually doesn't need to because you're already dead. Pair that with the way she kind of controls the space and whatnot, her, her kind of odd interaction distances where she can reach you, but you can't reach her, that standing heavy punch, Oh man, for some reason it's not apparent that it all gels together really well uh, with Colleen, and I don't want to say she's super technical, but maybe she's a little more technical than average. Once a player understands how to put everything together, and, the, and it does very much work all together uh, with this uh, particular avatar, she is a beast. Um, I have her at number 7, I think it is. Let me see here. Yeah, number 7 overall, and that might be too low for me. I'm not sure. Because, uh, I, I again, I, it's just like a results thing. I haven't seen the results with her. But I fear this character, uh, maybe not as much as a, as a handful of others, but she's up there and she keeps going under the radar. She's got some really obviously broken stuff that just doesn't get attended to, which tells me that Capcom doesn't want to attend to it. But I don't see why not. I will jump
4: in here and tell you that her V-Trigger 2 being two bars is the most over-the-radar thing in the entire universe because everyone since it was introduced has been asking for that to become free bars so it's not that capcom are letting it slip under the radar it's that cap they definitely know there's no doubt about that they know but they're actively choosing not to so don't you let them off the hook by saying (laughs) they let it slip under the radar
3: they choose not to run
4: Exactly. <laughs> they choose not to run.
3: <laughs>
4: but yeah, uh, on Colleen, uh, yeah, I think she's very good. She's definitely a top 10 character in my book. Obviously, I, I placed her there uh, in my list. Uh, but she isn't as overpowering as some of the characters above. She requires quite a bit of finesse to get working well. She's very much a footsie character in a game that, yes, it's more footsie-based now, but it's still not really... I mean, I wouldn't call it a footsie... Centered game still even though it's way more footsie oriented now than it was the season one and Colleen is very much that type of character and even her v-trigger 2 enhances her footsies because it gives her longer range uh, so yeah, I definitely think she's a Unique character in that regard. She does stuff that other characters aren't necessarily doing. She also has these uh, counters uh that are very effective if you're in you're in your opponent's head. So I think she gets a lot of mileage just from having being in your opponent's head. She's going to look like the number one character in
0: the game by far. She's she's got a lot of A minuses across <laughs> the board of, yeah. and then that damn V trigger. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and I think it boils down to as well, it's just like she she's really good, but I think we just, as we go higher on the tier list, it's like these other characters I feel are just better, and they have, you know, cheaper stuff, like not that Colleen doesn't have cheap stuff, but just like Nick was saying, like she she does take some finesse and work to, to really play well, and uh, you have other characters at the, that are higher up on the list that are just like, oh boy, but um, that's, I think that that's a good rating for her, right at 10, I, th- I feel like that's pretty perfect for Colleen.
2: I had her at 10 as well. And again, it's what John said before. You look at her on paper and she looks really strong and really good, but the results have not been there for for how strong the community thinks she is. She just has not produced those results ever. and and it's that's really what holds her back and i mean i guess we kind of keep thinking she's going to get that and that's why you know uh, everyone continues to put her very high up on their tier rankings like some people have her in like the one or two spot are very close to it like top five is not uncommon with this character but it's just hard for me to personally put her up there it's like okay if she's that good you have to produce at that level you cannot say someone is that good and have them have mediocre results in my opinion but moving on here to number nine, we have Guile, who clearly has the best statue on the new CPT stage. If you guys are not like <laughs> that, I look at my Twitter account, it's breathtaking. Yeah, he... But Nick, what do you, what
4: do you think of Guile? Um, yeah, so I think Guile is that character who's never been... I don't think he's ever even been okay in Street Fighter V. He's always been good, at least. And I think we're seeing that from people using him as well. Yeah, they might not always stick to him. You have, like, Kaba and you have uh, do who regularly switched over to other characters, not permanently, but they had other characters in their arsenal. Uh, but you also have players like Daigo, obviously, who stick with Guile for Fick and Finn throughout the game. Um, well, since season two, anyway, in his case. And... I mean, he's just really good at everything he does. He's a great soner as he always has been. His V-Skill enhances that greatly. Uh, he's very good up close. He can bully you once he's in your face. So, he's the type of character who I was kind of thinking of when I was saying you have someone who's almost a master of all trades. Because I think he's good at any range, he has a lot of good tools, Uh, both of his V triggers seem pretty, pretty good. Both of his V skills seem pretty good, even though I think V skill one is better. Yeah, he's just, he can, he can adjust very well to what his opponent is doing. Like, if you're using a game plan with Guile and your opponent is beating you, then, okay, switch it up. The character has the potential. You don't have to stick in this pattern. Switch it up. Just do it. Very versatile.
0: Yeah, where, where on screen does Guile not like
3: being... Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, he can even fight from the corner too. You've seen players, high level players, fighting from the corner. It's like he's he's got tools for everything, really. Mm-hmm. He's I guess
0: he's got straight A's. If Colleen has straight A minuses, Guile's <laughs> yeah. got straight A's, pretty much. And and to put him above Colleen, what would uh, I mean? I didn't I didn't actually rate him above Colleen. And he's been a character that's been a thorn in my side for a long time. I've I've viewed Guile as frustratingly strong for a while here, um, but he's. It's like he's got his numbers add up to being better through and through, uh, but maybe like Colleen outshines him in certain areas. But uh, but I think overall he's just he he can come at you from every angle, man. He can rush you down, he can zone, he can play footsies, he can uh, murder you with V trigger uh, shenanigans. It's like he's never not okay, and so uh, I mean he's just he's like maybe maybe the most solid character. Uh, in the game. I'd have to think about that a little more, but he's certainly a contender. I think I so. really love what, what Daigo has said, or really not said
2: about Guile, because he's like, like, you know, Yurian is just incredible, like, maybe the number one character in the game. He's like, well, Seth is really incredible, maybe the number one character in the game, but I'm not going to drop Guile to play them. I mean, why would I do that? And it's like, what? Dude, do you realize, do you realize the words that are coming out of your mouth? Like, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You know, I think that speaks volumes to how good this character is. Uh, he's a lot like Mika, where very few people ever end up dropping him. Uh, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to keep playing this character, because why would I not? Uh, and if you told me we're underrating him here with this placement, I wouldn't disagree. Uh, the handful of people who play him, he's not super popular, but he's you know semi-popular. Um, but the handful of people who play him, you're, you, you are not shocked if they win the entire tournament. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, there it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So at number seven, we have a tie with Chun-Li. John, what do you have with her?
0: Okay, so I'm not an expert on Chun-Li, but I think I can see how the narrative is playing out to a degree. When Chun, or when the patch first dropped and we got the notes, we realized that Chun was going to be a very strong footsie character, not that she already wasn't, but... She was going to be a very strong footsie character that if she got the confirm with her, is it low forward, she can go into heavy lightning legs and then get oaky. And what we saw with Karen in the previous season and virtually through the the majority of Street Fighter V's life is that while footsies are not the be all end all of this game, there has been an increasing emphasis put on them, and if you are good enough with footsies, you can be Uh, a contender for the best character in the game. So going in with that understanding, we see this potential in Chun-Li with footsies. She's got good poke range, she's got decent damage, and she's got uh, already pretty good footsies. Now she's going to get a legitimate oaky, like honest, if you can do this, and we know there's plenty of players out there that can play this type of game very effectively, not just punk, but you know, like what's Ricky Ortiz going to do with Chun now? Uh, People like that. Uh, We see Uh, Sure enough, we see Fujimura apparently drop Ibuki entirely and go for Chun-Li. It's like, what? So there's a lot of potential in this character. Have we seen the results yet? I'd argue not quite. And I know some of us here, like Nick, are going to say that there's already enough evidence because you got her way the heck up there. I have her at number 8, and then uh, John and Steven, you guys both have her at number 11. So it's kind of hovering still around the top 10 range. A lot of potential. Haven't seen it come to fruition yet. So uh, I think we're still all comfortable saying that she's uh, gotten back to the top 10. And that's uh, she was the top of the mountain in season one. She fell off very hard and has been working her way back. Has she actually gotten there yet? I, probably. But again, we don't have that evidence of the major tournaments. So it's hard to actually conclusively say that. Uh, but Nick, I am interested because you have her way up there at number two overall. Why do you feel that way? Fujimura picture. <laughs> okay, Fujimura picked Chun-Li, no, and Steven. that is
4: the most ringing endorsement of a character I can imagine. Um, yep. It's not just Fujimura. We've seen a lot of players go over to Chun-Li. I see her popping up everywhere. I see people using her everywhere. Um, some as subs, and some as main. We even saw Tokido using her a little bit. Uh, Alex Myers has largely gone over to Chun-Li entirely. Uh, So, yeah, we're seeing the character all over the place. She was already a popular character, of course, but this really, especially when you look at Japan, look at their tier lists, they keep putting Chun very high up, very, very high up, and they have some of the most technically gifted fighting game players in the world. I wouldn't be surprised to see Sako go to Chun-Li at this point. You know, that's the level she seems to be at right now. So, my number two vote for her is one that i feel will be vindicated with time i will openly admit that the results are not there yet 100 percent. but i do think by the end of this year a lot of people will be saying sorry in the comments for calling me an idiot because they're going to do that now but they're gonna be saying sorry
2: Yeah, Myers got fourth with her at one of the bleak all-star challenges, but he also was having Kami as a sub, but Chun was his main. And uh, Myers going over to her and already producing is a good thing. As Nick just mentioned, uh, Japan is a very popular region for Chun-Li. She's not as popular other places, but in Japan, and that tournament's coming up here very soon. So I think we're going to see kind of the the results get filled in where they have not been before. Uh, On paper is where this character is getting rated so high right now, but if you go in there and you mess around with her and you see how good it is to do a crouching medium kick into heavy lightning legs, and then the oaky pressure that you get off of that alone, you go, hmm, yeah, that's really good, and it's especially good in Street Fighter V, and then wait until you see it in the hand. of very strong pro players. Chen Li, like even like in past seasons, she was like a middish tier character or whatever. She was still played. She was still like a, a, not a common character, but a somewhat common character to see depending on the region you played in. And definitely in Japan, you would see her quite a bit. So uh, we're, we're on the edge, I think, of seeing the Chen Li explosion. But I was, I was not as confident as Nick putting her at number two. I, I put her uh, outside of the top 10 based heavily on the results. But it's also an opinion I'm very comfortable revising once we kind of see the results come in.
0: Nick, have you ever seen the word "sorry" pop up in our comment section in any story ever? No, but in PMs. Oh, okay. I, I, I can actually
4: tell you guys this story because it was interesting. Um, it's about a game I would much rather speak about. It's called Samurai Showdown, <laughs> a mythic, mythical game of wondrous pleasures. I'm going to edit this part out of the out of the final.
1: Part <laughs> All right, so quickly.
4: so the, long story short, I don't remember exactly which. Oh yeah. It was last EVO when they announced uh, the Season 2 for Samurai Showdown, And they, they they wanted to get everyone off their backs. They were like, Mina is coming. She won the poll. Don't bother us. We're going to release her. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, she ended up being released like seven months later or something. And she was my most wanted character. I wanted her in the game uh, pre-release. And I was waiting for her. And now that she's out, I main her. And I wrote in the comments of the story, like... I am so one. happy that Mina is coming to the game. I can't wait, I'm so excited. And one guy went crazy on me. He was like, you're everything that's wrong with fighting games, like liking <laughs> this
1: Two, f- three.
4: character. Wow. Like you, you need to die. I, I don't think he said I need to die, but he went pretty damn hard on me. And I was like, Four. what's wrong with this guy? And like eight months later, I got a PM from him. And he was like, look, man, I'm really sorry for going in that hard on you. That was not cool. Um, I hope you can forgive me.
3: He's like, I play Mina now and I understand. So.
4: Probably, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was after she was released. <laughs> but yeah, so I have gotten an apology and I be, will be waiting for more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so at number seven, we
3: also have a tie here with Poison. Steven, what do you think of this character? Man, I I really like this character. Um, I think she's another one of those slow burn characters where now that people are figuring out uh, how to play her, she's a lot more powerful. Uh, She's got a lot of really great tools. Um, Long range normals with like standing heavy punch and crouching heavy punch. Uh, She has a a special cancelable standing medium kick, which is really good. Um, Some of the whip setups that she has are good. Um, Anti-fireball special move as well. Uh, a great v trigger one which i called from day one i'm like that's gonna be really good when people figure out how to use it and then here we are with Idom doing these crazy damaging combos um we're starting to see her pop up more in tournaments as well and, and i think that you know obviously a lot of that is is the attention that Idom has brought to her right but um she's just really versatile she has a lot of different things that she can do um and man i, I just i think she's a really great character has probably the best anti-air in the game with crouching medium punch um I mean, she just has a lot of stuff. And then, of course, V-Skill too. you know, the flip where she can, you know, use that for mix-ups or combos. Um, there's a lot that this character can do, and we're starting to see it more and more as people explore her further. Um, and I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I-, I think she's a character that you have to put in the work to get there. And once you do, you can see some results, and we're starting to see those results now. Uh, And
2: I love what you said about her crouching medium punch being possibly the best anti-air in the game. Because guess what? A lot of people don't know. They made it even better. Because now she can cancel from that into her V-Skill 2 and switch sides on you to get out of the corner or reposition herself wherever she needs to be. Be very,
4: very afraid of poison. The the interesting part about that button is it was possibly the best anti-air in the game before the recent patch. And then they nerfed Mika's and Birdies, which were functionally the same. They they really covered around the same area and everything and barely ever traded. But they didn't nerf poisons. So hers is just as good. And like you said, you can cancel it to the flip now. Uh, so that button is like a top contender for like best button in the game. One of yeah. one of them anyway. Uh, my biggest reason for putting poison as high as I did was I was actually pretty down on her when she released uh i mean from a personal standpoint i preferred street fighter Four poison but that's neither here nor there as like how strong she was i also felt she wasn't that good but then the new patch came she got a bunch of buffs and something we mentioned earlier which is a reason why i put her this high is that item is almost exclusively playing poison now because i do think yeah. laura is very good but yeah, if i
2: laura got buffed Yeah, and he won capcom cup with her and yet he's almost entirely switched (laughs) over to poison if that's not as big of a ring endorsement as you get like
4: i don't know what it is yeah and i mean you can't base an entire tier list off of one player but it's very difficult for me to put poison below laura at that point right of course it is and i mean i had laura as high as 14 for mine so i ended up with poison and knife and it's largely because of Idom, but not only because of Idom, because we see other players play her as well, doing pretty good with her. Uh, we haven't seen these amazing results outside of Idom yet, but I do feel like it's kind of a matter of time. I don't know if Justin Wong is planning on playing in the CPT properly now that it's online or not, but that feels like the character he would do really
0: well with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, She helped win Capcom Cap yeah. too.
1: <laughs> she helped, <laughs> but... for sure.
0: Yeah. So with poison, I don't have enough personal experience to... Like if I didn't see the influence of the community and it's overwhelming that she is way up there, then I probably would have put her closer to like the middle of the pack. I see the potential. haven't seen it in tournament quite yet. Um, and outside of what IDOM mostly has been doing. And there are a handful of, of decent poisons out there. But the the way that people see her as just overwhelmingly way the hell up there i can't i can't argue against that too harshly so um i I, i'm i I wait to be fully convinced but i'm on board i put her at ninth i'm I'm okay with that and she might climb a little higher than that i just got to see the evidence so next up we need to start making a timer of how
2: quickly we get to this character every single podcast we have because he always comes up Number six, it's Rashid. Nick, what are you seeing with this character we actually already did about 10 minutes on, just talking about the Dawson matchup. <laughs> what do you think?
4: Let it be known. I had him in top five. <laughs> I reject your collective realities and substitute my own. <laughs> this character is... I had him in first for a while not when we did this tier list i had him at first like uh for this patch for a while but then i watched a bit more of i watched a bit more events i watched a bit more streams i followed some other tier lists and i started seeing okay maybe he's not number one but this mother is still up there like i i can't stand this character and i've made that well known throughout my years years since this release of street fighter 5 And I think a big part of the character is that he just dominates so many matchups. And I don't think the core problems of what makes him such an amazing character are gone. I think he got worse in some aspects, but it's stuff like, okay, he has more recovery on his EXDP. Yeah, okay, was anyone not punishing that already? Like, if he does an EXDP and you block it, I didn't really feel like he was not getting punished. Uh, The main
2: change there, just to clarify, is when he hit you, he would be yeah. able to get ex- extremely good Oki pressure. And now he does not get that. He gets a little bit, but not what he got before. It's a negative 12 compared to what he was before, which you don't want to know what he was before. But yeah.
4: <laughs> sure. That's, that's a thing as well, yeah. of yes, course. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the problems with Rashid, for example, when he's in the corner, you're actually the one in the corner. I don't think that's changed. Mm-hmm. That's still there. And, you know, his crouching heavy punch, that's still there. And he has all these things where, like, oh, he's minus two, but not really. That's still there. <laughs> I feel like every single thing people get mad at Rashid about is exactly the same as it used to be.
0: But maybe other characters got better?
4: Yeah, that's that's mainly where I'm looking at this. Uh, for the characters, I've put above Rashid, uh, which are only four characters. One of them has already been brought up here, Chun-Li. I feel like each of those characters either got better or there's one that I don't necessarily think got that much better, but we'll get to that when we get to him. So this this is like foreshadowing for later, okay.
2: I want to be very clear to our listeners out there that Nick is livid at us. He's literally pissed beyond belief that we had Rashid one slot too low. That's it. (laughs) More like four slots too low. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, he's, he's probably right. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at it going. Yeah, I can see it. It's Rashid. I, mean, I, I don't blame the man. So yeah,
4: yeah. Th- this is the narrative we've had every season across the entire internet. <laughs> Rashid gets stuff on. Like they write it as if he's been nerfed. He gets these notes, and they're like, "Oh, look, we totally nerfed Rashid this time, guys." They never actually do. actually do. It. <laughs> they never actually nerfed him.
1: And everyone keeps
4: falling for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will jump
2: in and say, like, uh, I, I do think the character character is noticeably worse. Because I mean, he was hands down our number one character last year. Uh, how many seasons has this guy been stealth number one, and we just have not realized it? I don't know. I realized, um, but. I think at least last year it was very clear he was hands down number one. We had like 15 of them in Capcom Cup top bait, something like that. Um, And it's you are seeing the results with the character and you are seeing that he is – worse. Um, and how much of that is other people getting better around him? I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I mean, you do see stuff like the, the DP Okazemi nerf and it's like, it's very legitimate. Uh, I remember I think it was Dual Kevin saying like, I felt like I was doing it wrong because I didn't have all this privilege going in my favor. Like, I thought my execution <laughs> was messed up. It's like, no, your character actually got nerfed. You just couldn't believe it. There you go. So, <laughs> it's, he's he's up for debate how much worse he is though. Like, truly guts how good he was. And I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be shocked the next time Rashid wins a tournament right I mean it's he's still a great character
0: yeah well how the hell far could he have fallen given his reputation before the season right it's hard to divorce yourself from the Rashid that we've known and say that especially without tournaments that he's fallen all that far I see him in a very similar scenario though to what I just described with Ibuki and that when you look at his patch notes, he lost two frames here, two frames there, a lot of little things, and it's hard to imagine how those add up. Now, a lot of the tier lists, though, given the somewhat similar changes across both characters in terms of just like little nudges here and there, that was enough to take Ibuki for some people all the way down to the bottom while it wasn't enough to move rashid maybe out of like the top 3 and some people still have him at number 1 number 2 number 3 ish so i'm i mean maybe my my comparison here isn't exactly proper but i feel that i mean outside of where other people are putting these characters i'd probably have them just slightly lower than they were before um, that's kind of what i've done with rashid although i've dropped him all the way from i, I don't i have him number 1 number 2 all the way down to number 6 uh, but, like, again, how the hell far could he have gone from where he was, especially with just a couple of nudges here and there? Sure, a little worse, and maybe characters got better, but, you know, a five-spot swing sounds about appropriate for him. The big
4: difference that uh, you aren't seeing between Rashid and Ibuki is that the things that got nerfed on Ibuki are the things that people hated about Ibuki. A big thing for her, when she was still very dominant, was that she got a mix-up on block as well with a too. too. Then it got nerfed to minus two. Then it got nerfed to minus four. So it's actually punishable on block now. Uh, Her getting Oki off her back throw, which led to a meaty back throw again if she was in in the corner herself. Yeah, no, wait. If she had you in the corner, I think. If she threw you in the corner. if she had you in the corner. Um, These are things that people legitimately hated about Ibuki and complained about. Like I outlined before, the things we hate about Rashid are not gone.
3: (laughs) They never will be. Yeah. No. <laughs> they never will be. We're never escaping Rashid for sure.
2: Yeah. So at number five, we've got M. Bison. Problem X is still using him. Hot Dog is still using him. He's already won a South American CPT event and gotten top eight and a few others. I think this guy is as strong as he was in season four, where we had him at, hey, fifth overall previously, too. How about that? Hopefully in season six bison won't get touched again and then we can have him at fifth overall yet again in season six because it's not nice not to have to think about this stuff just like bison players don't like to have to think about like playing them in street fighter 5 there you go it's just it's a, it's a good cycle there yeah shots fired are fired back at you because you have bison's freaking stupid ass projectile thing because it, uh, anyway I will say that I think Capcom took away some of his brain dead stuff, but I'd like to see more done about his EX stomp. Uh, I don't mind that Bison is a good character. I just think he gets a little bit too much reward and, and just, you know, results for how little effort it takes to play him. So altering some of uh, how effective his moves are, just kind of dialing back instead of like having an A plus on some of his moves that just require no skill to use, make him like a B or, you know, like a B minus or something like that. And I think the character would still be good, but just not
3: the freaking jackass that he is right now. Yeah. EX Head Stomp definitely needs to be nerfed. I mean, it's it's just too ridiculous for what you get off of it, for what you're spending, right? And it's like, bison is is not quite as technical as some of these other characters that are up here and the the barrier of entry isn't that you know thick for him um and to just have ex head stomp on top of that stuff it's like come on dude like it's it's so ridiculously good like even when you have a character that has a pretty good counter against it it's so inconsistent like you're actually going to beat it right and then he could change it up too if he wants to it's 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 pretty gnarly uh, and i think if you tone that down you you you're going to see, you know, I think that's a pretty good move for him to, to get toned down. But, I mean, he's still strong. He's still about as strong as he was before. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have too much more to say about Bison. He's, he's Bison, right?
0: He throws stuff at the wall, and it sticks more often than not. And you can play him that way. But then you can also play him the way Problem X plays him with a lot more intent. And that becomes real scary. That becomes top five scary and uh now uh, something that kind of popped up to me as you were talking about ex stomp, steven what if we got a little more nuanced in the way meter is spent and there were certain moves that would cost a bar and a half a meter or two bars of meter would something like that do you think balance those especially good ex moves without having to change their frame data or or the the, their properties do you think that would be a, a an appropriate route to go Cause this game only has three bars of meter, you know, which and a lot of them have, have more than that. So uh, yeah, I wonder like maybe if a little more nuance in how much meter is spent would be the appropriate kind of changes to, uh, to move like EX Headstone. Yeah.
3: I think that could be a solution um, to, because again, you're, you're just getting way too much for only spending one bar. Um, I think it gets a little bit more complicated when you start kind of factoring that stuff in. So I'm not sure how that would work universally, um, but just the fact, again, that you're getting that much off of that one bar. Um, I want to say there was something in Killer Instinct that had a mechanic that way where you can, like, I think it might have been Shadow Jago where you can, like, surge some of his special moves and get, like, you spend extra meter and you get more off of it kind of thing. I want to say that's what the case was, but I, it might it's escaping me right now. It might not be. Um, but it's something that could potentially work. Um, it's just, it's going to add a pretty strong dynamic to the to the formula already this late in the game so i don't know if they would do that um but i do think that there exists some ex moves that are just too ridiculous and we'll get into one later on that i'm feeling particularly passionate about right now but um yeah there's there's some stuff that's just like dude that's that's too much there, that's you're getting too much for spending too little
0: now i will say that some of the changes that were made to bison were very appropriate the one staring me in the face the most is the fact that his psycho axe or uh, what what's the term that we use devil for that dick. i forget it's <laughs> devil dick yeah. oh devil dick i'm sorry i forgot about <laughs> devil dick
2: <laughs> how could you forget about the devil
0: dick john
3: it's the devil dick dude
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've been trying to forget about devil dick uh it's it whiffs uh, or on whiff it's got five more frames of recovery that's a yep. lot and and that's appropriate for how strong Devil Dick is. Right. So um I like seeing that. It it just tells me that Capcom is kind of paying attention. We've sort of settled into Bison being as good as he's been, and you know, there there have been some some complaints about him, understandably so. A little bit of tweaking, like you said, John. You know, some characters have to be up there. Bison, it's fine that he's one of the ones that's up there. It seems like he fits pretty well. Uh, and, and like I don't think he's hurting the game. He has a few little mustard stain sort of things about him, but he is pretty good, okay, it's acceptable, top five. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, th- this guy is,
2: yeah, I'll just add that he's hard to handle with very few losing matchups, and he also has a handful of dominant ones in his favor. That's the kind of stuff that really aggravates me with him, and that's why I want to see him normalized a bit more. Uh, but a character that has been normalized and yet still ended up very high on our list at number four is Karen. John, what do you think there?
0: I think she's pretty good. Uh, the story for Karen, pretty much throughout Street Fighter V, as I was sort of getting at when I'm talking about Chun Li, is that she has footsies and she has worthwhile footsies that are not—they're not easy. Her hit confirm off of um, mainly off of low forward, it's not easy to do, but it's possible, at least if you're Punk and a handful of other players. And if you get really good at that, it's apparently enough to take you the distance in almost any arena. And that's a fairly unique and extremely powerful tool. She's got nerfs uh, a little bit, but that still is technically intact. And if that's intact given that she doesn't, you know, die in one hit or something ridiculous like that, which isn't the case, then she's never going to be that bad. Like, she's got this tool that can take her as far as as uh, the player's skill allows. And that's really good. Like, I like that. I want that out of my fighting games is something that kind of is like a one-to-one payoff as to how... how um, how much work you put into it, you get back out of it. So that's sort of broadly the story of Karen. There's a bunch of little other things about her, you know, how much damage this does here, uh, quality of life issues, the fact that her sweep goes half screen and isn't punishable by (laughs) half the cast or so. Uh, I mean, those are little things that she gets. And then you can kind of sort of try to balance, well, she's got this one really good thing about her. How much of this other stuff does she really need? But karen really doesn't tend to be the number one ranked character she's always really high up there but people don't usually put her at number one and sometimes you see them kick her out fairly low i totally disagree with that It's just just on the principle alone i think i have a fairly decent grasp on how this works and its place in the uh, the street fighter 5 sort of ecosystem she's never going to be that bad as long as she's able to play footsies and get as much as she gets out of it which which feels appropriate because it's earned
4: yeah i definitely agree with those points and karen and yeah she got a little bit nerfed but i think it's hard to without like completely wrecking the character which would be obvious from the patch notes it's hard to bring her down that much i think she's locked into being at least a top 10 character unless you like completely destroy the properties on her moves and whatnot because she's just built that way um and the game's meta and like the game in general has also continuously evolved more and more in her favor so i definitely agree with all of those points and as far as players we aren't really seeing people drop her punk is still doing amazing stuff with her and you got uh oh who was i thinking of god completely slipped my mind i had some other player in mind you can cut this part
0: not gonna
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh and you obviously have phantom uh using mainly Karin, and uh he's just destroying people left and right he won the first uh, cpt event and everything so he's going to be in capcom cup yeah um it's hard to it's hard to understand the tier list we keep seeing because some of them push her down like around mid tier somewhere and i'm like What's the basis for this? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, that that was the big thing that stuck out to me, like looking at some of the other tier lists that we've we've posted and that we've you know, we've seen floating around that some people have her like tenth and beyond, like some people have her like, you know, just A tier, not really, really good. And I'm like I'm sitting there like, Man, like where where is that coming from? Like this character, you know, I know I know the the main talking point about this character is, is crouching medium kick, you know, hit confirm into, you know, Tenko or whatever, right? But like she has so many other things that she does really well, like standing heavy punch is a really good whiff punishing move, Uh, you you use that and cancel into, you know, EX shoulder, and you get a crumple, and then you get big damage off of that, she has really good uh, anti-fireball tech with EX Tenko, which goes like full screen, and is incredibly fast, and stops all fireballs, it's like, she has all these different things that are really good, and she won two events this year already, and it's like, Where is this character out of the top 10? Like how, who is placing her there? Why? Like where, where is that coming from? I I just don't see it. it.
2: It's, it's all the, it's a patch nerfs. Uh, She got less stunned. She got more um, uh, with punishable. uh, Her hurt boxes got extended out a little bit more and people thought and read that and said, ah, you know, this character wasn't that good to begin with. And apparently they've never had to play punk before uh, because that is a nightmare. Uh, having to play that guy. And I mean, ugh, it's, it's amazing. I, I really don't get it. Cause I mean, in every region, they've got a dominant Karen player who's very, very, very good in producing results. And yet everyone kind of wants to undersell her. And it's actually been the story of this character throughout Street Fighter V's lifespan. In season one, she was the winningest character in the entire Pro Tour, and it wasn't even close. And this is with season one Street Fighter Five with Mika, Chun Li, Ryu, all those dominant characters running around. Karen won more than anyone by far, and and yet it's just I don't know why people look down upon her, but she's great.
3: Yeah, she was. To...
0: There's no way winningest is a word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick, why would you put or what's your reasoning for putting Chun higher than Karen? Fujimura cuz I see them as uh, fairly similar. <laughs> oh right. No, my bad.
4: I told you. I told <laughs> you. If you're putting Fujimura it, I mean, and Mago
0: next to each other, I'm going to bet on Fujimura. Sure. But, and is that all? Like there's nothing as far as like her ability in game, it's just the opinion of Fujimura? I mean, I am
4: kind of memeing by saying it's just Fujimura, but I feel I feel like I already covered this when we were talking about Chun in that Look at what all the Japanese players are saying. I think they're overreacting to Karen's nerfs, yes. I do think she's not as low as they're putting her. But I think the reason they're pushing her down is because they think Chun-Li plays the same game but better, thus making her somewhat redundant. Mm. I don't necessarily agree with that. But I think there's a clear intent behind putting Chun-Li above Karen in many of the Japanese tier lists.
0: All right, they also put the uh, next character we're going to talk about fairly Yeah, low. actually,
2: let's get right into him. Number three, we've got G. Steven, hit us with it.
3: All right. G is an interesting case, isn't he? Um, I think this character is really strong, um, but I feel like, you know, one of the things that I've talked about in the past was that the work that goes into playing this character, I think, holds him back a bit, and I feel like that's still the case. Uh, he's got amazing tools. He's got, you know, V-Trigger 1, which is just ridiculous and somehow has not been nerfed yet. Um, he's got, a, you know, scary command throw. He does a ton of damage, corner carry, you know, great buttons, all this stuff. But I think what holds him back from being like number one or whatever like that. And, and I, I think I placed him at fifth, you know, behind like, you know, Karen and the other characters uh, that we have on the list. But I think that's the main thing that holds him back. And I go back to the the concept that we talked about of people not really wanting to have to put that work in, right? And, and juggle all this stuff when you don't really have to. When there's other characters that you, you can play that... You don't have to worry about presidentiality, right? And and losing your strength when you get knocked down and all that stuff. I think when played at a very high level, he can be incredibly good, and I think he's a very strong character. But I think that's the one thing that's holding him back, and he also hasn't won anything this year, and that's the other thing where I'm like, I'm not completely rejecting the idea that he could be the best in the game, but it's still not proven to me. Like I I just I don't see that yet, and I think the results also speak to that. and, and yeah, Stephen, are
2: you saying that he's not the winningest character? I don't think he's the winningest character. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> we looked it up in the background here, and it it's definitely yeah, a, word. It is a word, it's <laughs> informal. Sorry, Nick, get wrecked. But yeah,
4: <laughs> G, I, is... I reject your reality. <laughs> That's okay.
2: <laughs> a lot of people are rejecting the G reality here, too, even though he's uh, got some pretty strong stuff that you see in Twitter highlights. You look at this guy. And you look at his robbery factor and you go, why Capcom? And I do think that this illustrates a point that John has brought up many times, Velociraptor, saying that his design is very inherently flawed with V-Trigger 1. And I think that, I think G is very good, but I think the feeling that he leaves you with is way worse than the actual results of what he is, um, at least so far. And, and that's a big problem in this game, especially in Street Fighter V, where the, the game already feels like it's robbing you half the time anyway. Even if you're playing against someone who's honest, or more honest, like a, a Karen or a Chun-Li or something like that. like G takes it to a whole different level. And you just walk away disgusted and angry and just wondering why this character exists in this this current iteration that he does. And, and I don't think those opinions are wrong. And it's also a big reason why I've got him up so high on my list, is that... People haven't quite seen it all the way, but some of the combinations of G when you get his V-Skill 2 going and other stuff, he can create checkmate scenarios when the opponent is down to 25% of their health. Where it's like, maybe you can come back to this, but your odds of winning this are less than 2%. And you might as well start building meter and look at the next round because you are going to lose. And... I don't think people have seen the lopsided nature of some of G's matchups in the hands of pros. And it's funny to me that a character this strong is not more played, but we're going to see it with time. Uh, He's not going to go beneath the radar for for much longer. Because when people see that like Zangief is not maybe a free matchup, but pretty darn close to it, and they see a few other things, they're like, yeah, I'm going to have a pocket G. I'm going to keep this character around because there's no reason not to, because some of the matchups just literally seem like a walk in the park.
4: Well, we're lucky he's so technical. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, guys, to another G episode. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, again,
3: I, I just go back to this idea of, you know, as somebody who steered away from V-Trigger 1 for good reason and played V-Trigger 2 exclusively, um, and even went away from V-Skill 1 eventually, like, that character, a V-Trigger 1G is such a different character than a V-Trigger 2 one, right? And it's like, if you were to tone down V-Trigger 1, I feel like he wouldn't he'd be about square. I think he'd be very solid and very good. And he wouldn't be this crazy, whatever that people think he is. Like, I think V trigger one really is the big culprit there. And that's not to say he, you know, the rest of his tools aren't good or anything, right? Like they're definitely strong, but they're way more manageable when the threat of V trigger one isn't there. And then when the eventual activation of it isn't there, right? Because it's like, that's the big thing. Like I, I actually encountered a couple G players recently playing online and like, v trigger one it's like man it doesn't end right like it doesn't end fast enough to where you can get out of it kind of thing and it's you know you have to shut it down before it starts you know and if you were to tone that down i feel like this character would drop off a lot more for people um but it's you know that's the reality he still has it it's still there it's still super oppressive and still makes you feel like crap when you lose to it but i think you know catalyst can attest to the fact that again v trigger 2g is a very different character and Not nearly as much of a problem as B-Trigger 1 is. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, John.
0: Oh, I was going to say, when it comes to G, I think he's a fair and honest character with decent tools that allow for virtually (laughs) all matchups to be enticing, nuanced, and rewarding experiences for all parties involved. A bout with this character helps both users refine and grow closer in touch with not only their identities as Street Fighter V players, but also their identities as human beings in general. Steven, what did you blackmail I made him, him say
3: this uh, over the fear of being fired. If he didn't say this, I was going to fire him. So I wrote this <laughs> message for him.
0: <laughs> I, and, and I'm writing GN for the uh, <laughs> presidential ballot in November. Sad. President so <laughs> Oh man, he's he is not a bad ombre. <laughs> oh jeez, we're he's, gonna go he's, down. This V, v- trigger huge. <laughs> it is a pretty huge V trigger. We're
2: gonna go down a very dark path here if we okay, keep yeah. going. So we're gonna skip ahead to number two, and that is Yurian. And I did not write an intro for this character. Who wants to go first on this guy? John,
0: Raptor. I figure you okay, have a lot of extreme opinions on him. I think that, y- yeah, I think that Yurian is a very fair and honest <laughs> character with decent tools that allow for all matchups to be enticing, nuanced, and rewarding experiences for both parties. Ultimately, helping them understand themselves not only in the Street Fighter V identity but also I in their identity. But what identity. if he does a headbutt? Yurian <laughs> is still very much, Yurian. Uh, Uh, what is there to say that we haven't said before he's got really good tools maybe a pluses and they gel together very well maybe maybe they were a's by themselves but when you put them together and the constant threat of him being able to do them uh, at any point in time they become a pluses as they feed off of each other by this i mean many of his special moves Uh, he can kind of just toss them out or he can choose to use them in a less cavalier way either way it tends to benefit him Uh, They can come down with knees. He can come out with a sudden EX tackle his normals reach very far And they are very fast for how far they reach Um, His damage output is amazing. He's got a V trigger that can can change It's uh, I don't want to put it in as robbery because I think we're kind of past that save for G I mean, uh, we'll strike that last one from the record here, but uh, he can definitely turn rounds around with it uh, very efficiently what doesn't Urian have? Where where is he? Where is he? A, oh, his his forward dash is ridiculous. Uh, he's he's got it all, man, and and he can throw it at the he can throw it at the wall even better than Bison can and get better results. The one so.
2: thing that Urian does not have is amazing results yet. I get that he's won a CPT event. Um, that is the history of this character being extremely hyped up, and not delivering when it counts the most. That is the one thing that I have against Yurian right now, but I generally agree with people when they say he's a very top-end character. Uh, I had him at third overall. Um, it's If we're going to make that argument against G, we definitely have to have it against Yurian because Yurian is way more popular and yet has not produced what he should have over the years of being as strong as he has.
4: I don't know about that. Yurian definitely has results. I mean, we... We have people winning premiers with him, like that wasn't even that uncommon.
2: Like, both you know, Nemo and
4: Dogra, Nemo and Dogra both did,
2: but uh, Dogra actually ended up uh, um, dropping
4: um, Urian to go to Bison. You know, sure, but you're talking about Urian's history as a character. I agree. No, I agree. Now, I agree.
2: Now, the thing about it, it's his results are. I, I'm not saying they don't exist at all, but for how strong he is, he is not produced at the highest of levels with what you would expect a, of someone, a character of his ilk, to be doing.
4: Okay. Yeah, I, I think Jurian has been top 10 the entire time, and I can agree that his results may not quite be top 10 level, uh, at least not these last few years, because he was very, I feel like he was very present, when was it he was crazy broken, like season 2.0? Season 2, yeah. Yeah, and then I think, I feel like he was pretty present after that as well. He fell off a little bit for season 4. But I feel like he bounced back up again now. A lot of people seem to be considering him that way. We haven't had that many events, but yeah, he has won already. uh, And I believe the character will continue to win quite a bit. Uh, He got an amazing new V-Skill, which is very effective. Uh, Overall, I mean, the character is very good. He has basically everything you could want from a character. And uh, for someone who's playing the character, I also feel like he's satisfying the more time you put into him, so I believe that the character also has room to grow.
0: I should, I should probably tag on uh, to my discussion here, my input, that it's very possible that the way Yurian beats you is especially frustrating or makes you feel especially helpless or uh, a, a sense of injustice when you lose, and that tends to resonate in the frustration arena Quite a bit, and it could be that that makes me feel like he's better than he maybe actually is. Uh, Similar with G, Uh, I put both of those characters there, uh, and and maybe some of the all these like top fivers uh, in that potential category too. So like I, I might be giving him a little bit more because of how. How crappy he makes you yeah, feel I,
2: I think back to like our, our season four ratings and our number one and number two characters had won eight ton of tournaments where you know our number two and number three characters this time around have not had the same kind of results produced and it's an interesting thing. so we are definitely going not purely on results here and we, we stated that up front, but there's definitely an on paper in a I what John just said, a frustration I think that goes with these characters that when you lose to them, you maybe feel a bit more cheated and that might be swaying us to think they're maybe more powerful than they are and maybe you know maybe we're we're dead on about it. it. It's just it's an interesting dynamic that I think is kind of playing out here uh, that I didn't see coming.
4: Yeah, but I mean, to be fair as well. We haven't had that many events. It's much harder to judge from results this time because whenever we talk about results now, we're largely talking about results prior to this patch. Yeah. There are some results from this patch. I think every single one of them... No, not Topanga. Topanga was offline. So we have like one offline event and we have a few online events that have been so far. Uh, Yeah, there's not as much to grab from results as there's been before, which is also important to keep in mind.
0: Yeah. A few others too. And we put soccer at 21 and she won. That was offline as well. We
4: had a few others. So,
2: but uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, Number one, we we just talked about it. Um, Tokido, uh, just a reminder for everyone, had what I believe to be the most dominant run through Topanga League ever with this character. And Tokido finally said, huh. Maybe my character is actually really good after he placed him in fourth overall in his tier rankings back in February. Maybe, maybe he realized it then. I'm just, you know, instead of saying, like, oh yeah, Yurian, look out for that guy and stuff like that. And also, not surprising news, Akuma just won another CPT event this last weekend with Takamura, earning a Capcom Cup berth. One, this, two, f- three, f- four, <laughs> f- of a five
4: character. Fuck him. Good lord. Anyway, I, I think we have a lot of Tekken players that would agree with you. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yes, we definitely would. <laughs> so, where do you guys want to go? Where do you, do you want it to start with this?
3: I want to talk about EX Air Fireball. Devin. Yeah, go my for it. God, I hate that move so much right now. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a problem, and then you experience it more, and you go, man, let me really look into this move. And then you realize it's even more of a problem than it you thought it was initially. That move is such bull, hey. man. And we talk about, you know, we talked about with Bison how you get too much off of one meter. Akuma gets everything with one meter off of that move. It's so ridiculously good. He can do it close off of the ground. It has five hits of projectile durability. Uh, the, the initial windup of it has a hitbox that you can't get past unless you have an EXDP. It sends him flying super far back, and he's safe. It does everything. It does everything and it gives him pressure. It allows him to to get in afterward. I mean, it's it's such a ridiculously good move. And that's not even talking about V-Trigger 1 regular air fireballs, which doubles up, and it's it's so mind-blowing to see that he has that move on top of the litany of other things that he already has. Why is that move so good? It's it blows my mind to see that move. It's crazy. Ugh. Yeah, we could also
2: talk about the seven thousand other moves that he have. that are overpowered too. I mean, we could go there if you guys want to. <laughs> but, <laughs> ah, th- 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 that's I, I. I'm Capcom's barely going to touch this guy in season six, and they're going to call it a day. <laughs> they're like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, we got his EX Air Fireball. Don't worry, guys. We took care of that. But his other like fifteen moves that are great, uh, nah, we just kind of left him alone. It's it's fine. It's it, 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 it's amazing to me that the Akuma players out there are so foolishly in their own vacuum that they won't even acknowledge how incredibly strong their character is and it's almost universal across all the akuma players i ever see they constantly downplay them it's ridiculous it's like how is this character not like unbelievably number one we talk about people not producing results that has not been a problem for akuma even here in season five even with only a handful of tournaments he's already kicking everyone's ass This guy is incredible. He was incredible in season 4, and Capcom barely pricked him on the finger.
4: Yeah, uh, I think... I I mean, I've said a lot of times that despite Alex being a terrible character, his Lariat is amazing. I think Akuma is a character who has a button with a similar purpose as Lariat, but that is simply better, and that's his crouching heavy punch.
1: Yep,
4: Because it's functionally the same in a lot of ways. It's a... Heavy crush counter move, which uh, is plus on lock. Uh, the thing is with Akuma is he can go to it from a like guard position, since it's he can hold on back for it. Uh, and it also won't whiff on crouchers, which Lariat will sometimes do depending on the range. And Akuma is a good character with this move.
3: <laughs> and he, he gets about 100 things off of it, too. And it's like...
4: Oh yeah, for sure, on hit and on. Um, yeah, we we candy. talked
3: about E-Honda standing heavy punch being the Swiss Army knife. Freaking Akuma's crouching heavy punch is a whole damn army, right? It's like it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. And he can do it from wherever, right? I could do it from you know outside of with punch range. I could do it up close in your face. I could do it on wake up, nah, no. right? Let me do it whenever, and it's gonna work, right? Because he's Akuma. It's, oh my god, man, it's ridiculous
4: rafter's going to have to censor yep. so
0: much yeah i know i i can't even talk about this cuz i'm just putting in where i have to censor everything
2: this is unanimous by our entire staff here number one character and i think this guy is in a tier all of his own i don't think it is close between him and the number 2 spot And it's why I take such issue with the Akuma players out there just downplaying this guy and not talking about how incredible he is. Um, I give Tokido a little bit of credit. Finally, he put him at number one. You know, it took six months or whatever, and just dominating all the other pro players that are out there. And he's like, ah, yeah, I guess so.
4: So, I don't really have anything against Akuma players. I have something against people watching the game. Because what I've been told for seasons upon seasons... Whenever I bring up Akuma as, like, a top three character, which I think he's been since he came out, they say, yeah, but nobody's getting results with him. Oh, my gosh. Like, everyone's getting results with him. I have made articles showcasing how many results people are getting with him. And every time I link them, they're like, yeah, but I don't know those names. So? What? Uh, Isn't that even more, more of an yeah, argument? Yeah, more of an argument,
3: man. Good Lord.
4: They, they always say only Tokido's getting results with him. That's what everyone keeps saying. And those are the people I have a problem with.
3: And, and it's crazy, too, because you look at Akuma, and we, we talked about uh, Ryu in, in, the, in the last podcast, of, like, you know, this is a character that's... He falls lower on the tier list, but he's among, you know, the top three of the most frequently used characters every month, right, online. And Akuma's a character that's the top of the tier list, and he's in the top three of the most used characters online all the time, always. And it's like well damn if you look at that how come capcom could look at ryu and be like yeah that's good you know a lot of online people use him. he's popular we don't really need to do much but then you look at akuma he's like well he dominates tournaments he dominates online yeah let's call it a day
2: steven akuma's dlc oh that's get right <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so is alex, alex. oh
0: <laughs> no the capcom hates alex yeah. that's fine. So. <laughs> i i have a yeah, slightly I, I don't go ahead steven
3: no, oh, it was me, actually.
0: Oh, then never mind. <laughs> yeah. I have a slightly different uh, view than the rest of you. I'm just kidding. What, what were you going to say, Nick?
4: Uh, no, uh, I don't really know what this means for Street Fighter V, but I will bring up that Akuma is somewhat of a protected class in yep. the same way that Iori from King of Fighters is. In that if you took every game these characters appear in, there are others as well, but I think those two are two very good examples. If you took every game they appeared in and you made like an average tier placing, there's no way they would be lower than like number three Yeah. across all of their game appearances. Like the only game I can think of for Akuma where he isn't amazing, where he's just kind of good, like he's okay, is uh, Ultimate Marvel Free.
2: Yeah, and even then he's he's pretty good. I wouldn't even say okay, he's pretty good. He's Yeah, he's
4: in an evil winning team. Yeah.
0: Uh, what a gnarly character. I actually did the uh, a little history project on him recently, and I think I didn't I didn't actually uh, uh get the numbers for it, but I think he might be the most um popular like the, with the most appearances fighting game character, like even maybe more than Ryu because he's in almost every street fighter, but then he's also like the go-to crossover character, even more so than like, you know, you'd think maybe Ryu would be a representative for street fighter. Cause he's, in, you know, like smash bros and whatnot, but uh, Akuma tends to be in al- almost all these games plus other ones. Like he gets to go into Tekken. There's like a Tekken mobile game. He was doing the crossovers into the uh, Marvel versus Capcom franchise uh, before anyone else was uh akuma has just been around for forever and and like you said nick he's in sort of that untouchable tier like he's never bad he's always he's like always really good and sometimes ridiculous but i wonder with that in mind like does he need to be nerfed does he or are we happy with him being number one like is does it no (laughs) i'm not happy with him being
3: number one i mean if he's number one I can I could stomach that, but he like John was saying earlier, Catalyst like he's in a league all of his own, and that's where I find I take issue with it. Where it's like, maybe if all the chips are down or whatever, he ends up being number one. When the dust settles, fine. But in his current state at number one, it's like, dude, you got it. You got to tone it down. Like, man, it's just
0: he doesn't need to be number one yeah. and be a head and shoulders of, ahead of everybody yeah, else. Yeah, he's mm-hmm.
4: exactly exactly. The thing is, you're posing two different questions because you're saying, are we okay with him being number one? Yes. Does that mean he doesn't need to be nerfed? Absolutely not. Him being number one is fine.
0: Him being like he is now is not. Okay, but like, you know, he used to be able to cancel into V trigger on with Fireball, and he doesn't have that anymore.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. That's how <laughs> stupid oh, he That's was. How stupid he still is, because he's still this good when losing that kind of stuff. It's insane, dude.
0: Oh, well, okay, okay. Um,. Sometimes Akuma players will land their bread and butter combo and depending on whether or not they're in the corner, they have to choose whether they want to do the side switch version of it and build meter or if they want to just do a... And like, it's easy to mess that up. You know, because like you're in the heat of the moment, and you got to be aware of so many different. So he's a pretty technical character. It's
3: actually so easy not to mess that up. That combo is so stupid easy to do. It's ridiculous. It's like, oh cool, I got the tattoo. All right, he's got to do this one, and now uppercut the opposite way, and I'm good. And it's no problem. It's it's not good. hard to do at all. Wait, like wait, that. wait! You,
4: you guys get to hit people in corners?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <God damn it.
0: laughs> Sorry, Nick. Oh, oh. Well, okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. His standing heavy punch had the hurt box expanded forward at his feet during recovery. And like when you see a change like that, how is he not going to drop a few spots?
3: I mean,
0: so you guys are going in here saying he's the best in the game, but like there are some clear holes yeah, in your so arguments.
3: so he only hits it what nine yeah, out of ten yeah, I times guess so. now. That's the difference, or maybe nine and a half if that's possible.
0: It's that you could whiff punish him. Like he's getting whiff punished all yeah, day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> when was the last time you saw that happen? When's the last time <laughs> so, somebody whiff but,
3: punished Akuma? Anybody?
0: When's the last know. time you saw someone other than Tokido win with Akuma? Never. <laughs>
3: <laughs> literally
0: three days John ago playing uh, yeah, yeah.
3: devil's advocate
2: here or yeah i i, I know but, i know he
0: is but, <laughs> but
2: yeah. uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here because i don't know if there's so much more we can say about uh akuma but i i just want our listeners here to know we do this every year and we have a good time with it we're we're giving some characters a lot of crap and well-deserved in some cases and in some cases we're having a good time but we can go ahead and give you a season six preview here, and just say that Akuma is going to be really good. And Bison again. will be number five,
1: so, so
3: we're all good. There you go. <laughs> We've nerfed
0: Akuma's V Trigger one by taking one of the meters away from it, so now it only has two meters.
3: <laughs> I should take one of the meters away as a nerf.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. That's going to wrap us up. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. Play don't, KI.
4: don't play Grand Blue. Thanks for having me. Play Grand Blue.